Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? This is Matt McCarthy and his triumphant return to You Made It Weird. We really get into it. I'm so proud of everything Matt is up to and doing. He has a wonderful new album out uh, called Pro Wrestling Fan. He has a podcast, We Watch Wrestling. We get into all of that. And this is even one of those extra special, um, dare I say, redemptive uh, podcasts where we discuss uh, a low point in our friendship and uh, how we got through it, and how, honestly, we're getting through it. I, I love him so much, and I'm happy to get him back uh, for laughs and for some some good friendship time as well. So as I always say, let's get to it as quickly as possible. Um, all the T-shirts inspired by the show are, as always, available at PeteHolmes.com. And we have a wonderful sponsor in CISO. If you'd like to support the show and treat yourself to some premium comedy by comedy nerds for comedy nerds, all you got to do is get CISO. That's S-E-E-S-O. It is an ad-free streaming service with original, hilarious series, hand-picked classics, week's uh, stand-up specials, and more. I just watched Lori Kilmartin's new special on CISO. I binged uh, Take My Wife with Cameron Esposito and my favorite silly of all time, maybe, Rhea Butcher, one of my all-time favorite silly guests of this podcast. She's so good. Um, That was an amazing show. It also has every episode of SNL ever. So if you're trying to find that hard to think, it's kind of, is it on YouTube? Where do I go? Go to CISO. It, it also includes the new episodes the day after they air, plus like 30 Rock, Parks and Rec. This is where you go. They got British office and regu- regular office. What am I saying? They have the British office, which is my favorite, with Ricky Gervais, uh, Louis C.K., Hannibal Burris, Chelsea Peretti, Amy Schumer, Bo Burnham. So many people have amazing specials on CISO. And like I said, Take My Wife is on now. I mean, it's always on with Cameron and Rhea. So check that out. Right now, you can get two months free. Two months free on CISO when you use the promo code WEIRD at checkout. Just go to SEESO.com and get two months free with promo code WEIRD at checkout. That's it. Thank you, CISO, for your support of the podcast. And uh, this has been a wonderful new way to share things that have personally improved and enhanced my life, something that I'm calling Pete's Picks. Just an additional little little uh, promotion here is Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil. You probably heard me talk with Louie Anderson about this. This is my favorite new thing, and, and based on Twitter and Facebook, so many weirdos are getting into it as well. And the word that I see in the emails and the, and the app mentions that I see uh, that people use is game, game changer. And that's really what it is. Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil is a game changer for me, and I'm so happy it's a game changer for so many of you guys. If you have a headache, if you have a backache, if you're just feeling off, feeling weird, low, this is my shit. Um, I always like to clarify, it's not THC, it's CBD, which means it's not psychoactive. It's not like being stoned. It's completely functional. Read a book, watch a movie, hold a conversation. There's no uh, high feeling associated with it, just a good glowy feeling that I love and uh, my my hand thing doesn't hurt anymore so I'm comfortable and I can live my life makes me drink less that's always a plus I take a little of this and I'm like oh clearly that's what I was looking for I didn't even know headache whatever it is long flight you got to sit on your butt for a long time 
take some Charlotte's Web. It'll make you less fidgety in your seat. Ships legally to all 50 states. This is not a narcotic. It's a wonderful hemp oil, and I hope you try it. CWHemp.com slash weird. Use promo code one word. You made it weird. As I always mention, they can't advertise on Facebook and Twitter due to the nature of the product. But I was like, don't worry. We'll tell the weirdos. And you guys have already responded. You love it. I love it. Get into it. CWHemp.com slash weird. Promo code, you made it weird. Thank you, CISO. Guys, check out CISO.com and use promo code weird. And thank you, CISO, for your sponsorship. PeteHolmes.com for tour dates and all that stuff. And uh, T-shirts and Largo dates. Get into it. And enjoy the unintimidable, unimitable, the one of a kind, my friend Matt McCarthy. Get into it. Andy Richter. Andy Richter. Said something interesting to me that I wonder how you, are we recording? Yes. That we, I wonder how you, you feel. Andy Richter, famous wrestling fan. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh. I had no idea. Oh, he's a big wrestling fan. I've never talked to him about it, uh, but he's... Um, Who does he like? I don't know. I remember back on the old show, they did a thing where he went to... Um, is it regional? Is it a Chicago? Are people in Boston? You were both from the East Coast. They mm-hmm. love it there. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm just trying to speculate. No, I'm trying to remember what year it was, if it was like... It might have even been 96... He went to uh, the they, – they had him do a field piece for – he went to the Cauliflower uh, Club or Cauliflower Alley. I always forget what it's called. It's, it's like this big um, dinner they do, an award ceremony for old uh, – With wrestlers. wrestlers. Yeah. <clears throat> like so he that. like interviewed uh, a bunch of people and stuff. I have to, I have to imagine – and I don't mean this as a slam at all. It's, it's – there's something <laughs> – <A> Slam. <laughs> There's something to me wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say like a, a wrestling award show, an adult movie award show, or like a cosplay. Like it's all magic fun. You know what I mean? You're in a room full right. of, and I say this lovingly, loons. Oh, you know nice. what I mean? Like if you went to the AVN, like the Adult Film Awards, you're dealing with a lot of people that do extreme things with their body. Right. Same thing with the wrestlers. No we, we dress up and we put on a hell of a show. Yeah. I think that's exciting. So I understand. I, it didn't come up. But he said he didn't mind being in a, a room with me, though I have a, a bit of a cold, because of children. 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 Oh, because he doesn't want to get his kids sick. No, he doesn't care because his kids are all – they're like 11. And oh, something. right. They're always like touching them with slime. and It's like <laughs> you can't do that on television, I assume. I don't know. Look, I got you this. What sucks is I bought this for you. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't catch my joke. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That's when you would get slimed and you can't do that on television. Water. Water. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Barf? Yeah. <laughs> the one adult. And the creator. Like, if you watch, I, I think it might pl- be the creator. He must have been. Because if you watch it as an adult, which I have, what are these photos? I don't like that. They're ladies. Get that out of here. Oh, no, like for just... a second, I, I didn't realize you meant the show, The Bachelor. Like, I was picturing yeah. a bunch of bachelors in here rating women. I have. I did, too. Arden. Yeah. I think Barf is the leader, <laughs> the secret executive <laughs> producer. 
Because his name is through the credit. That's what's in the burger. Oh, God. I always wanted TV food. Can you relate? Like Dude. Ninja Turtle Pizza. Oh, my God. It looks Barf's so good. Barf's Burgers, even though they were always like, blah, and spitting them out. <laughs> very lowbrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that children's sketch show was very lowbrow. Ah! <laughs> hey, McAllister. Yes, Moose. <laughs> that children's sketch show won no Emmys, <laughs> but everyone loved it. Why didn't anyone think? And dessert with the Golden Girls have the cheesecake. Hmm? They always had cheesecake on the Golden Girls. Oh, didn't watch Golden Girls. They never slept. Really? Yeah. I peg you as a Golden Girl. I know. I just missed it. It holds up. Does it? I've heard. Oh, it's it's extraordinarily funny. Well, you remember the fine. I like. I think of this compliment because I think of you all the time, and then I think of my fine compliment. Do you remember it? You're like. Oh, I'm cheers. Cheers. Thank you. You're cheers. What did I say? I said you person. were three's company. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one third of three's company, but you're everyone. I'm cheers. But you know what it is. You're the warmth of Norm. You're the fun oh, of that. Sam, and you're even the spunk of uh, Carla. Gar- oh, yeah. Just a little, yeah, you can have it. Yeah, <laughs> you liven yeah. up a party. <laughs> well, it's also you, you, you. It's like because when I watched, same with Golden Girls, is for Three's Company was. Um, I I watched reruns as a kid and all the double entendres and stuff over your head. Oh, completely over. It's my like head. watching uh, Aladdin now. There's like some yeah. strange racist dick joke or something. <laughs> It's like, this from the Jewish guy. And you're like, when I was a kid, I didn't get that at all. You ever hear the... Uh, you hear Walt Disney cackling in the background? There's always good conspiracies in every Disney movie. Like, well, there's like, some like, that aren't... There's like the penis on the cover of the uh, That I thought was confirmed. It's a penis. <laughs> I don't know that the artist said, yes, you caught me. It is a penis. In The Lion King? That's been taken out. They got rid of it. They there's got a, rid of the there's penis? a new box. Yeah, it was so well known. Also in the, the movie, The Little Mermaid. There's a penis in this box. Zing! There's a penis in this box. A box is ah! a vagina. <laughs> I went seven. <laughs> I need a minute. It's a box. It's a penis. penis. <laughs> that movie had so many twists. <laughs> so many twists. She is so unlikable. But uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah, even yeah, in that movie, you don't really care. I don't. I don't remember caring. No. I remember Brad. I, Brad Pitt. I don't know. I was. Like, I felt bad for him. Did he have another wife? <laughs> <laughs> he was. You know, watching that movie now in hindsight, he was clearly fucking everyone. Right. Nineties Brad Pitt. Speaking of holding up, does not hold up. Have you ever oh. seen like frosted tips? It was a, <laughs> no. like a buzz cut three months ago. Like yeah. it grew out just a little bit. He looks like he just woke from a nap, and it's a Vanity Fair photo shoot. <laughs> like he just and there's always like a gigantic like Michael Jordan style leather jacket, like wow. huge with Marvin the Martian on the back. <laughs> it looks like he's smuggling children into an R-rated film. Oh, the I jackets he's wearing it. doesn't hold up. I, I did a Googam of Brad Pitt the other day and was shocked that 80% of them were, like, laughably bad. Yeah. And it's because uh, – is that what – is that everybody? Is every, Or are we going to look back? Who's our heartthrobs now? Uh, well, Ryan. We'll mm-hmm. just say Ryan. But he dresses like he's in the 50s. 
I don't. That's the key. That's his gimmick. That's the. Th- that's how you don't get mocked. Well, who are the heartthrobs now? Don't dress like today. Dress like yesterday. That's right. Right? Who dresses like today? I kind of. I have a bias. If someone's fashion forward, I'm sorry. If you're listening and you're like seeming a dress, you're immediately you are, dated. I just can't. I know. It's it's. You're mm-hmm. always on the edge of the cliff constantly. Yeah, you can't it's be like, too of the moment. Yep. Just wear what Don Draper wears, I guess. It's but back. It's back, baby. It never left. That's right. It never McRibbed. It's always <laughs> been on the menu. I was at McDonald's the other day, and, and that one had, it was like, the McRib is back. And I'm like, even the picture is unappetizing. Because <laughs> you know how, like, the Big Mac looks? It looks <laughs> looks great. I would love to eat a Big Mac from the commercial. It looks like an eraser. Oh, my God. If you were writing an essay in ketchup, you could erase it. From <laughs> the Big Mac. <laughs> God, the McRib. It looks like... Uh, McDonald's is what children want. Well, it's that's what I was going to say. It's it's at least when we were remember kids. when they used to make the McDonald's playset, <clears throat> so you could have a McDonald's kitchen in your home with a uh, super dough. There was the super dough snack shop. Oh, that's which I wow. got and super dough. Let's just say off brand play doh. It's in the same closet as Michael <laughs> Michael Jordan suits. It's it doesn't hold up. It's, it wasn't good. It got dry immediately. Yeah. It was so sad. But what was the fantasy with all of the playsets with like play doh and or super dough? If you're making <laughs> burgers, I was you know I was sure. a soft little boy. I was gonna try it. You I was gonna a, take a nibble. Get a sample of it. <laughs> well, it's like those markers that smell <sighs> good. Inevitably, they would wind up in the kid's mouth. Of course, I never ate paste, but. I remember that. I don't think I ate paste either. I remember there being kids who were way into it. Well, we're the same age. I think we were yeah. like eating paste. That's that's so it's, our brothers and sisters' yeah. generation. <laughs> we don't do that. Well, here, you brought up pro wrestling. I, there's no record in it, but that's the sleeve. Oh, okay. Does the record come later? I had see I I will listen to the record. I had a bunch of uh, There's I'll, a download code. I'll no, but I'll but I'll give you a, a record uh, so cool. next week at the record release. I'm holding in my hand. Oh, because it, it hasn't been printed yet. I see. No, 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 they have. I just I had a box of sleeves. I didn't. Uh, the the records are at Vince's place. Speaking of doing something from yesterday, not tomorrow. Oh, exactly. You're doing a hilarious pro wrestling fan. I I love this sort of thing. I just think it's great. And it's called Pro Wrestling Fan. And it's Babacar, the official souvenir recording. That's right. It is the <laughs> mystery colored seven inch vinyl. That you can get at wewatchwrestlingpodcast.bigcartel.com. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt the URL. Or you can go to thisismattmccarthy.com. <laughs> it's, it's like modern faux pas. Don't interrupt someone's URL. Mm, just step right on the plug, please. Is this exactly like it? Yeah, that's it. It's just didn't have the record inside of it. Because the cover is I'm parroting a... Um, a this man has oh, oh. never had his photo taken before this photo. <laughs> well, here, look. This it's an exact parody of a. Um, oh, I think I saw on the gram. Show me, show me. The yeah, show of me. a uh, of a uh, wrestling program from like 1980, I think, with Bob Backlund on the cover. It's a topless man. It's me. I know it's you. <laughs> no, Pete, that's me. It's been so long since you've seen I, me with no clothes on. I know. How many sketches did we do where I was naked? There were a lot of them. A lot. <laughs> well, there, well, there were plenty where I was naked. You also got naked. You got naked in the first thing we ever did. Doritos oh God, beer. No, the first thing we ever did was I can't get hard. I can't believe... I blew my own front page films trivia. Blew your own load. Is I can't get hard on YouTube? I, I think still, so. I still, <laughs> I still, 
I can't believe here we are all these years later. I kind of still can't believe I can't get hard didn't get huge, but now maybe maybe it was doomed from the beginning. I thought it was so funny. It is funny. It's a series of sketches about a guy who needs very specific things. And with each specific woman, he has a very specific fetish that needs to be accomplished. I love it. Or else what? he won't be able I to, need to, to I need you to whistle. What is it? It's like the Star Spangled Banner or something. Oh yeah, and then she's like, like "What? Why?" It's like, "Please, just please." It's a it's a biting commentary. It's a piercing commentary on how tricky it can be to get a boner. No doubt. There's this fella. That's Bob Backlund. I love it. That's perfect. <laughs> he looks like Moss Man got shaved, <laughs> which is really the bust of any. Pete, you'd character. love this guy. He's out of his mind. He won't sign an autograph even for a little kid unless they can list. All the United States presidents in order. What? Yes. He has time for that? <laughs> Washington! It's Mr. Backlund. <laughs> he's, so he's a living man. He is still with us. Do the he's, rest uh, of it. Does the- never done a drug, never smoked a cigarette in his life. He oh. can, He. I mean, uh, there's a, a, a... And he loves America. That's why that, it's, <clears throat> it's that fact. Oh, loves it. He ran for office. Which one? He ran for mayor of whatever town he's from. I forget. What if, like, even if you just wanted to run, uh, have an office space, you'd have to run for that. Office. I mean, he does. Uh, <laughs> he does. Ste- like his workout routine is insane. There's a there's a a, a well regarded wrestling journalist, a journalist named Dave Meltzer who has the the Wrestling Observer newsletter. Tuna Meltz. I think they were at Cauliflower Alley, maybe, where he saw. He's like, I watched Bob Backlund work out. Let me look up how old he is. He's definitely in his seventies, and he's this like, is, this is just a. Fi- he just looks like Captain America's cousin. I mean, this guy is like, yeah, he, <laughs> he just, really is. He just looks like a regular corn-fed, muscly white boy. 67. And he's 67 He's now. 67. He could, hey, get, he, he could get, murder all of us. Really? I mean, oh, he's he, like Jack LaLanne? Yeah, he does like steps. He does like the, you know, he's got that wheel, you know, like the wheel workout thing you can do. Oh, like the ab roller? Kind of. But, but he has like, like from a serious one? 70, yeah. From, he has like a BMX wheel. It's like basically like he took the wheel off his kid's tricycle and said, you don't deserve this anymore. And then so I'm going to work out with him. He has him. children? He must. He must. He's, he's from that generation where you have to be married. You have to have children. You yes. have to be a man. Yeah. Like apparently. What is going on in his head? I want to hear his secret I can't get hard thoughts. <laughs> I want to see him do a cameo and I can't get hard thoughts. Oh, my God. He can get an erection anytime he wants. <laughs> He and there's an American it. flag hanging from yes, it. Yes, that's right. It's a salute. <laughs> his wife has to salute his achievement. Red, white, and blue me. Don't give me red, white, and blue balls. I also ah. <laughs> Here come the stars, baby. I mean, there was some story where he was riding in a car with, uh, with, with I think, Dusty Rhodes and... Um, uh, Dick Murdoch. These who, are wrestlers. Yes, and these were, and this was in the seventies. So it's you know drinking in the car, smoking uh, pot probably, and like Backlund was furious, furious, and he's like, "Pull this goddamn car over!" Actually, he probably didn't even swear, but he's like, "Pull this car over right now!" And like they pull over the car, and he refused to get back in, and he walked like the twenty miles to the next town or whatever wow. it was. I mean, yeah, a man of principles. I love this crazy cat. He's nuts. And he, I, I can't believe he won't just sign an autograph now. I mean, you know, someone comes up to you, Maddie, and they want your autograph. It's a fun feeling, right? I'm thrilled. You're thrilled. Yeah. Who's going to give a quiz? I know. And it, I thought it was going to be something narcissistic, like what year did I win this or this or this or this? Right. You know what I mean? No. He demands un, unbridled patriotism. Like when you were that ca- the cable fella. A fair follow-up would be like, "Can I have your autograph?" And you go, "What's my name?" <laughs> that would be a good one. Yeah, you know I, mean? I, I would think it in my head, right? 
Yeah, sure. Because I'm like, you don't have That's a- why I have a very legible autograph, because I think nine times oh, out of funny. ten is they want to know. I think I'm like, I think you're somebody. Well, that's what it is. And it, you're you just see the a- squiggle guy? I give so much shit. Every opener really? I've ever had that's like signed a poster with me, it's like, it's like how oh, they would yeah. sign a check. I'm like, this is a record. This is like, this will be up in their, like, student activity council thing, and no one's going to remember. Well, also, you shouldn't use the same signature you would use on a check. I agree! That's right! Yeah. Autograph collectors are just forging checks. That's where it comes. They're all Al-Qaeda. I missed the day. You know, I was driving past a billboard for, uh, like, your healthcare. What is it called? It's called, like, uh, Orbit or something. It, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like the iPhone of healthcare. I'm pretty sure Orbit is a gum. <laughs> very nice. Ooh, very nice. Oh, isn't that what it is? Do you need health insurance? Oh. Oh, very nice. That sounded, <laughs> I was going, that sounded so offensive, but I was going for, like, a Borat-y thing, but it came out wrong. <laughs> <laughs> a Borat thing. It was supposed to be Borat. You can do European. That's okay. What kind of insurance do you need? My life. Joke, <laughs> 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 Pete. My life. So, what do you need insurance today, sir? <laughs> My life. Do you have any, you know... Speaking of McRib, that, <laughs> my wife never went away. It never went away. It's always funny. Well, the greatest thing in the history of man was Nate Fernald dressed like Austin Powers. Oh, my God. I think God. it was a vine. It was a vine, and he and waited like, till the sixth second. My wife! <laughs> so good. What, what a little devil. What a little... He's a rascal. He is a rascal. He's one of those comedy rascals. Yeah. You enjoy comedy rascals. I'm oh. not a prank fella. Are you a prank fella? No, fella? I just... It's, it's, I'm too I don't lazy. like the pranks. It's too lazy. I don't like looking over my shoulder. I'm sure I told you this a million. I'm lazy. Not it's too lazy. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, it's is the payout worth it? <laughs> like I know because then felt it's... a swirl of five emotions. And where How about just end? one, just happiness, just where... joy. Ah, oh, you're getting pranked. Then you got to prank him. He's gonna yes. prank you back. Where, where's the prank? Yeah, I was just talking about the Yanomamu or the tribe of uh, indigenous people in the Amazon that I lived with impossibly for three weeks when I was 17. Oh right. Can we talk about that? Yeah. I went and built a house with them. Sure. Uh, they're a huge revenge society. So far, it's hundreds of years. The whole society is based on the concept of revenge. It's a revenge society. Well, they don't have football. He built us a home. We'll never forgive him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're probably looking for me. This son of a bitch. Who does he think he is? Sheltering my family. He thinks we can't build our own home. <laughs> well, they don't have basketball. They don't have that weird as straight, unfamiliar, not weird, unfamiliar Aztec game where you have to elbow the the, the rock. Oh. You know what I mean? There was a Where's Waldo level. Yeah. <laughs> I call it a level. There was a Where's Waldo. Like, like through that, like, it was like a the hoop on the side. It was a hoop on the side. Yeah. It was it like was, a sideways hoop. It was like in an airport, you would print the gate on the circle. That's so funny. But they put a hole in it. Yeah. And you had to elbow like a really hard ball. And I remember as a kid, kids are so weird and cruel. and Not cruel in the, you know, like mean way. I, well, they're uh, just honest. Brutal, too. Yeah. Our fantasies were brutal in that. That I was like, and the losing team would all get beheaded. Like, no one told right. me that, but that was like something we all just kind of yeah. were like, yeah, you die if you lose in that culture. We got killed. How was the game today? Oh, we got slaughtered. <laughs> 
Don't mind apocalyptic. I, I, I would. I wonder if, like, <laughs> way back in the day, if comedians did murder people in the audience. I think it was Streeter Seidel, or did he touch on that? No, he. Ha- I think it was. Str- it was Streeter. He played Batman in those college humor sketches, right? <laughs> wow! Do you remember people used to think you was- just pranked me? Every, <laughs> every other, every other comment. I know. Every other comment. Well, what am I getting out of it? We're not getting it. It's not like it gets you laid or something. It's like if someone well, you comes find- up to Streeter and goes, I love right. you in the Batmans, I hope he just goes like, hey, thanks, kid. Well, if you, you can find- name all 50 Jokers. <laughs> name every villain Matt McCarthy played. <laughs> I'll sign. They're gone. I'll sign an autograph. They've been gone for a long time. Well, you finally had the brilliant idea to at least one of them. <laughs> Take it off. You were Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was smart. <laughs> But that was that was so pure. Don't you look at that? I look at that. I look at I can't get hard, and I look at uh, Doctor mm-hmm. as as pure as it gets. Sure, right? You mean uh, comedy? I just like intent. You know what right. I mean? Like we weren't uh, super. I feel like a lot of these day, uh, kids are super, which is fine. I don't mean to sound like Andy Rude. I'm just saying like people are aware. If we get enough views, we can sell advertising. Right. <laughs> or you yeah. could be eating bugles in one of the sketches, and then yeah. we could get a deal with bugles. Because the idea was always just to get money to make more videos. Right. Like, the only reason, like, because we pitched the first Batman to College Humor because we're like, wow, they'll pay for it. Right, 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 right. That was exciting. Yeah. We thought of something c- commercial. I, right. I did. I will concede in my comedy kind of conservative ways. I was like, this will be popular. Like, I did try and go, like, what would be a. Well, I mean, you want people idea. to see it. It's, it's a yeah. tricky thing, though. At the times in your life, I imagine, too, when you sit down and go, I'm going to think of something that'll go viral. It's always like, come on. Yeah. You want something that's that, that you, wanted to exist. The intent should be, I just want this to be funny. Right. right. And that was uh, the Doctor videos, which are still, mm-hmm. those are still up, right? Definitely. We're like young babes in the woods. Well, I don't know, because, well, the, because uh, then there are Doctors we did on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those aren't, those aren't there anymore. Well. We're trying hard. It's, uh, we can't. We can't get it. <laughs> we can't get We're trying, trying hard, hard, but we can't. <laughs> Maybe we name all fifty. Um, <laughs> the most forced president. But I mean, the the the, the doctors party. we shot on the, the the in the office in in Chelsea. Yeah, still exist. Those exist, and those are great. Those are great. <laughs> Some, I mean, those were that's like classic. It was like like the hotel ones or like even the supermarket ones where right we would come up with it on the spot like you know what we I know do? I know that's what I'm saying is I think when we're old old men uh, and we're dying and <laughs> if we're lucky we're, we're sitting in like a hospital which is is like an Aztec cave and it's carved like Donald Trump's face <laughs> like when you're admitted to the hospital you're loaded into the mouth of our, our former leader and you go in the mouth and, and we're dying there I think we'll we'll look back and we'll remember the things this is what all old men say you'll remember the things that you did just for love of the game dude I, when I worked at the A&P Grocery Store, which is no longer there, on Nantucket. A&P, Great John Updike Story. Do you know what it stands for? No. The Great Atlantic and Pacific Tea Company. Holy shit. Do you know what ESPN stands for? No. Entertainment Sports Programming Network. Wow. Do you know what CBS stands for? Central Broadcasting. (laughs) 
services. <laughs> I think it's customer value store. Wait, CVS. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm at the store. Oh, they said CBS. Oh, no, CBS. That's the Columbia Broadcasting I was system. wrong either way. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you said CBS. Oh, I only know TV channels. <laughs> ah! I, asked, I asked him what CBS stood for. What? He thought I said CBS. <laughs> <laughs> what is CBS? Customer... Customer value service, I believe. Customer's value service? It's like a reminder. So. I work at CVS. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, oh. But Did I ever tell you that there was No, no, no. My point was my oh, manager. Okay. Let me like, write this down. I don't want to forget. People, Go good, good. People used to, I mean, it, you know, it's like. It, <laughs> I'm going to tell you. The something. customers would make me crazy, you know? At CVS? At the A&P. Oh, you worked at A&P, yes. Oh, my God. Because it's in addition to just working at a grocery store, which is frustrating enough. Sure. Um, I was dealing with rich assholes on vacation on Nantucket. Like, this grocery store right, was, right. like, on the docks. So right, people are getting right. off their yachts and going, oh, what should we get? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some bugles. <laughs> and my manager said to me, he goes, Matt. When you're 90 and you're sitting on your porch, is it going to fucking matter? Mm. And I was like, wow. Hmm. I've kept that with me. Kind of like uh, in, the, in the scope of eternity. Who exactly. Cares? Exactly. Who are, you, are you going to care what this guy said or thinks? You know what I can't stop? It's so basic. But I've been really getting a lot of mileage out of people don't remember what you do. They remember how you made them feel. Yeah. That mm-hmm. one is huge. We should all be going around repeating that. Like, sure. that's how, that should be how we end phone calls. All right, Dad, people won't remember what you did. They'll remember how you made them feel, and then you just hang up. Because, like, for example, uh, this cold used to be really bad, like, five days ago, and we went up to Bakersfield to see Val's family, mm-hmm. and I was, like, at the peak of it. Were my cold an LSD trip? I was peaking. I was at the zenith of my sickness. Which, by the way, colds are kind of consciousness, like, warping. Sure, it's like, an invasion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something's grabbed the controls and is like, what if you walk right. this way? Now I'm driving the car. <laughs> <laughs> do we, I do? Do we, I do? <laughs> now I'm driving the now car. Now I'm driving the car. We gotta let people in on these bits. I can't remember which ones we covered last time, but Dewey I do is an attitude comedian, right? Who only does do what I do bits. You ever on an airplane and the the stewardess says you gotta put your seat forward? Dewey I do, put your seat back, bang the cocktail waitress, and then now I'm flying the plane. I believe was. He doesn't say do what I do. Do we I do? He says he says his name. Well, when you were hey. when you were in Africa building houses, you were like, "All right, welcome to your new Pete Holmes." <laughs> I branded it. You ever been in line and the guy behind you standing too close? Do what I do? Punch the guy, kiss the lady. Now I'm selling goods. <laughs> it always ends with him in the highest status position. That's right. Do what I do? I forget what I was going to tell you. Didn't you write it down? Yeah, I got that, but I forget where I was going with that one. It doesn't matter. CVS, there was this woman. <laughs> it matters. It matters, Mr. Crawford. It matters. What's that from? Silence of the Lambs. Wait. 
Wait, was she a great big fat person? Yes, sir. She was a big girl. I just. <laughs> you want to come in and you? Oh no, no, Mrs. Littman doesn't live here anymore. The rest of the movie, because I just did the Adam Carolla podcast yesterday. The rest of the movie, he doesn't use that voice. It's just that scene. The rest that, of the no, time, that's his voice. The rest of the time, like, well, they played some audio, so I could be wrong. Really? But they played audio. This wasn't their point. They were just playing like. My point is that he sounds like Malkovich the rest of the movie. He's like, it puts the lotion on the basket. You know, or I said that wrong. Mm. In the basket. What's that guy's name? So Ted, he's not like Ted Levine. Put the lotion in the basket. That's like his that's like his social voice. When he was in because he was in the movie Heat. He was. Pacino, yeah, he was one of Pacino's cops, and he's like, Oh, we thought we had him. We thought we had him. Oh wow. There was this guy who used to put his knuckles over each one and flip his eyelids. That's from Heat? Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I, those might be the only two lines he has in the movie, too. Do you ever... I had coffee with McCullough half an hour ago! <laughs> I still text that with friends from, from college. <laughs> Is that him saying I let uh, De Niro get away? Yeah. He's like, they dumped us! What do you mean they dumped us? That's great ass, too, isn't it? She got a great ass! <laughs> it was the beginning of the... Oh yeah. Era. <laughs> oh yeah. We could call it the beginning of the end for Pacino. Well, no, you know what the beginning of the end was Son of a Woman. Hooah. Yeah, and you know most people do the Southern Pacino when they do a Pacino. I was actually just thinking about that on the ride over. <laughs> I was like, nobody ever does like no. calm, like everybody wants. I can't even do it. Everybody my favorite is uh, my, see my favorite <laughs> <laughs> My favorite line in Son of a Woman isn't even the speech at the end, like "fuck you guys too." It's yeah. it's when they "fuck you too." It's when he tangos with uh, the girl in the restaurant. Yeah, and uh, he's like, "Do you want a tango?" And she's like, "Oh, Michael thinks the tango is ridiculous." Oh no, Michael thinks the tango is hilarious, and he goes, "Tell Michael I think he's hilarious." That's great. Yeah, I also love if you don't have schlitz, <laughs> blats. <laughs> if you don't have blats. Improvise, and I was like, "Oh, those must be good beers." Like he's taking him to the Oak Room. It's not that's not the Oak Room. That's where they dance, and he orders him a Schlitz. Yeah, <laughs> Schlitz is like the tap water, and oh my god, it's sty. It's bad. Ugh. Schlitz. But I, uh, what was I going to say that I love for that movie? I forget. How's your skin, son? I like my AIDS. To How's be your skin, son? <laughs> Huge Pacino. <laughs> I watched Huge Pacino the other day. Thanks for getting me to work, seriously. <laughs> that was just another one that didn't work. I know. It was just so... <laughs> I guess that's important to point out. It's like As people are out. grabbing cameras and making things... And they're like, oh, this is gonna, this is gonna smash. <laughs> and then, like, no one... The people that did see it didn't like it. That's why no one else saw it. Like, well, it just that, died. Like, uh, Talking one... about a sketch we made called Huge yeah. Pacino. This is the gift I got you, Oh, 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 shut <laughs> up. Mad balls. Talk, Mad balls. Talk about them. Talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> what sucks is I bought it here. I'm giving Matt a Mad Balls comic book. I love it. I actually had this one, the one with one eye and the ring. Really? Yeah. Old one eye. Uh but what sucks is I bought that three months ago. Like, this is a great Christmas present. And here we are. I'm giving it to you in the store I bought it. So it looks like I just bought it. You know what I'm saying? I understand. Because we're in a comic book shop and it looks like I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yoinks. <laughs> you don't want to meet someone in a vase shop on the day you give them a vase. <laughs> like, there you go. Wow. I picked out one of these for you. Here we are. 
at Custom Vase Store. <laughs> Who wants a vase? CVS. Here are things my mom. Ooh, CVS. Here are things my mom cared about that no one seems to care about anymore. Okay. Mink coats. <laughs> what happened to mink coats? Oh, the whole anti-fur thing. Yeah. That was big in the 80s. Getting red paint thrown on a fur jacket. Yeah. Dude. Somebody had to. Someone fashion forward probably kept wearing their mink coat with a splash of red. I think so. <laughs> oh, do you ever see Hedwig and the Angry Inch? I saw it on a date in college. He has a bit like that. And I've that. never so accurately projected, conveyed, communicated non-verbally with Hedwig. Because this was like off-Broadway, so it was tiny. Oh, you saw the show. I saw the, the See, live I'm, show. I, I love the movie. Yeah. I haven't seen the movie. But oh. at one point, Hedwig climbs through the audience. And I'm, and I'm Christian Pete. I am like so uncomfortable oh, with is... everything. Oh. <laughs> the girl that I was with was much more progressive. And, or not even progressive. It wasn't like I was anti-whatever the issues of that you play just, are. You were uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable. Yeah. I was very conservative. and like, sure. oh, Hedwig <laughs> is coming my way. And I just said with my eyes, please, I'm on a date. Just with my eyes. And is Hedwig a, a transgender? Is, it a, uh, is she a woman or a man? I don't want to uh, get it wrong. I don't know. I don't know either, but I don't want to get it wrong. But my, it's, a, it's a she? Yeah. Okay, and then she uh, graciously took a hard right and started, like, you know, touching the bald head of a man next to me or whatever. <laughs> All that traditional I don't know. I think... breaking the fourth wall stuff, <laughs> picking up someone's tie and making fun of it. We paid to see you. Why are you doing this to us? Going through some old woman's purse? Leave her be. Funny. We want to like you. We want entertainment, not violation. Hopefully some uh, theater director is listening and they're like, I will cancel the breaking the fourth wall part. (laughs) You know what? We need to keep this fourth wall up. Well, I forgot to give you uh, a, a sticker for my podcast. Oh, we 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 watch wrestling. We we watch wrestling. Did you know that WWW and every website actually stands for We Watch Wrestling? That's true. That's that's why we're so popular. Go to We Watch Wrestling dot CNN. <laughs> we Watch Wrestling dot We Watch Wrestling Podcast dot <laughs> Comedy. Well, it's wonderful to see you. Oh, this is what I was going to say. There was a woman in Lexington, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. who uh, a woman. She I don't know what her deal was. She was kind of, you know, she stood out for some reason or another. Anyway, she uh, worked at two CVSs. We were obsessed with her. Two different CVSs. That she worked in town. at our CVS. And <laughs> we always to... saw her. Okay. And then we were at like another CVS in Woburn or something, and we wow. saw her working there. That's unsettling. Which, do you remember how bored you are as a kid? Like, that's a big news story when you were a mm-hmm. kid pre internet. There's a woman working. At two CVSs. It was like, you know, a solar eclipse or something. It was the <laughs> biggest thing. And we called her Claire Vincent Smith. Oh, that's brilliant. Vincent, though. Vincent. <laughs> Named after her grandfather who died the day she was born. Claire. Vincent Smith. Claire. This is, uh, this is now, this is almost like now we're starting. Because there's so much that's happened. When was the last time you did the podcast? It was years Years, uh, probably 2012. Enjoy 2012. Oh my God, that's right. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. There was no awakening. No, the world didn't end. No, 
And then I remember people scrambling like, well, actually, the Mayan calendar doesn't end until such and such right, in right, right. 2013. So, Aren't you happy that nothing happened, you weirdos? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Or did something happen? Are we now living? It's like the Steve Martin bit. It's like they took all the <laughs> right. dumb people, us, to another planet. And they're back there in paradise. Oh, God. Birds of paradise. But you've had a baby. True. How old is Jack? He is uh, 13 months. One year. One year. One month. One year, one month, one week. Is he wearing? One day, one hour. <laughs> and one second. Take a photo. Ah! Make a wish. <laughs> what do they do at one? Oh, my God. He's he's walking. He's, I have a nephew that's about one. Right? He's, uh, you know. Uh, smoking cigarettes, wearing smoking sunglasses. Cigarettes. Yeah, he's got a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he pinches waitresses on the bottom. That's right. Just while he can. The way I do. Shit your pants and go to sleep. <laughs> now I'm in charge. Well, true, I, we, he is in charge. You had a baby, which is huge. You know, Val and I talk all the time about having a baby. We're, we're, as I say on the podcast all the time, mm-hmm. we pulled the goalie, mm. which is, you know... No, no birth control. Sure, sure. Open to it would be good news anytime. But what was it like? I mean, tell me the the story. You had a baby a year. When did you find out that she was pregnant? For example, um, you're in a revolving restaurant. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was. I mean, it's it sounds made up, but it was like we were like, look, if it happens, it happens, and then literally, and if it got- happens, it happens at Lappins. <laughs> 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 New England. Wow. Wow. Um, do you remember the jingle for Thompson's Clam Bar? Thompson's Clam Bar. Oh, my God. No, no I no, don't. That's exactly that, it. No, it isn't. I made that up. Hey, where you going? I'm going to Thompson's Clam Bar. That's where the tastiest clams are. Thompson's Clam, Thompson's clam, clam Bar. bar. Wow. Whoa. In the 80s, everyone was like, this is what a commercial sounds like. Right. <laughs> They didn't have ad guys going, maybe something different. You know, well, it's the same people that get hired to be like, 98.6.1. Exactamund. It didn't matter what you were selling. The best chemotherapy. <laughs> <laughs> Radiate happiness, radiology, whatever. Wow. The clam bar. So you ate clams at that clam bar? No, we never even went, actually. That was out in the Cape. We used to hear that on the radio. But that's Chatham, where, I think. That's somewhere. where the best clams are. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Maybe we did go. I don't, I don't even remember. You know, I, yeah, I don't really... F- I was small. I'm a vegan most of the time. I'll eat a clam with my cousin Raymond. <laughs> I'll eat a fried clam with him. You know why? Because the Me clam... Me and my cousin Raymond, we clam. go out drinking, then we eat clams. <laughs> the clam, and it's disgusting... Descending belly. Well, I like it better than oysters. Look, we can make a case that both are fucking well, disgusting because yeah. they are. But and I will uh, eat both. And there's the challenge in the thing. I grew up with a father that was like, eat the clam. Some <laughs> some people had dads that were like, ask the girl out or or catch the ball, son. My dad was like, you eat this fucking clam. Put some hot sauce on it. You like, love it. He th- It puts hair on your chest. I actually just God. noticed the first hair on my chest, and I was like, dad's finally right. I had enough horseradish. <laughs> I've done it. I'm a man now. But I don't like when a food wins against me. 
Like, I remember feeling the same way. All these things I don't eat anymore, but like foie gras or pate or any of those things. I'll be mm-hmm. like, give me that food. Because my brother eats nothing. We go to legal seafoods. Uh, if it's not fresh, it's it not is, legal. I believe it isn't legal. <laughs> it isn't legal. God. We go there uh, when I'm in Boston. My brother still, I'm not teasing him, but he gets fish and chips every time. It's its the thing you get if you're like, I was in an accident. I can't taste your smell. <laughs> Remember in kindergarten with the markers, I didn't get what all the hoopla was about. <laughs> that was a good callback. He gets fish and chips. But my dad, so I, I learned my brother liked sports to get my father's attention, I think, to like bond. Sure. And the way that I bonded with my dad was I'd be like, I'll eat a clam. Wow. That's it. And I'll still do it. I'll throw one in. And they're gross, but they're also good. They're something they are. good. Well, they're against God's law. You mean like Levitical law, like Old Testament? Old Testament. Well, they're bottom feeding, right. disgusting things. That's right. If you ate a clam in the Old Testament days, yeah. it was just like a cyanide pill. I, like there was no steaming, no whatever the fuck we do to them now. Oh, that's right. I remember, I remember a teacher in high school explaining that, or maybe even in college, one of the Jesuits being like, you know, they did that because people were dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that shrimp is like evil, right? You don't go. You to could head. still die from eating bad shrimp. Shrimp is fuck, and oysters and mussels, all of them. They have every naturally occurring signal to the viewer: don't eat me. <laughs> They're like the pineapples of the ocean. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Uh, <coughs> Stay away. There's a song we play for Jack. Uh, she sells seashells down by the seashore. And then it... Um, Oyster, mussel, snail, periwinkle, clam. <laughs> ah, I like clam as a term of affection. You just call him a clammer. Hey, old clam. Ah, get over here, you clam. <laughs> Bring it in, Clambo. Well, I had a friend in college who used to call me Clambo. Clambo? Yes. See, it's the, because I was the, the Fordham mascot, which is the Ram. Yep. So then and he, he would call me Ram. Then and he would then call me Clam. Uh, Ram Jam. He would call me Rambo. Then Clambo. Clambo. Yeah. It's They're... like one of those, it's like one of those, like, London, like, hey, he's my China. China plate. Oh, like, right, right. Give me a Britney. Britney like Spears. Go, Spears, yeah, Spears. Going from A to C. <laughs> Nobody needs that. Yeah. I'm You're like, already confusing us. To quote Bill Hicks, speak English. Ah! <laughs> We're listening to my dad made it, wrote a porto. Have you listened to that? Oh. It's so good. It's a podcast. It's also, it pointed out something to us. The I know this is kind of a hack premise, but I love it. It's just an observation anyway. We're just two guys talking. <laughs> but it's like even the dumbest British persons <laughs> oh, explaining yeah. how dumb they are. Sounds brilliant. They're right. just like, I'll just never pick that up in uni, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, then I, I quit school at grade three. It was all a bit perfunctory. <laughs> I just, it just didn't absorb into my, my prefrontal cortex, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I mean? Our idiots are like, give me purple! And they're ordering ice cream. Purple. I want to taste purple! And they're like, you know what? I don't know if I feel like an ice cream right now. Thank you, cheers. It's not really, it's not really nice, is that? It's just built in. Like you imagine if you taught Jack to just be like, Mummy. <laughs> mum. Mummy. Mummy. Mum. I you, didn't realize people in Canada said mum. Do they? M U M? Yeah, big time. Mum. I don't like I'm sorry. I feel like it's always this like little Canadian magic trick. Like you're watching a movie and they're like, Oh yeah, I'm just like you, just like you. <laughs> just like you. And then the last line <laughs> the last line in the scene is sorry. And they're like, All right, sorry. And you're like, hey! It's a switcheroo. I want to know up top. 
that I'm dealing with a Canuck. Wow. Don't hide it. I remember <laughs> I remember watching a rerun of SNL on, you know, Comedy Central when I was a kid and, and it was, you know Comedy SNL and Troll. It well that's what it was it was it must have been like eighty seven, eighty eight, some eighty whatever. Mel Gibson was hosting and he comes out and he starts doing his monologue and I turn to my brother and I'm like, Is he doing a Australian accent? Oh my god. And he's like, No, he's the Australian. He's like been he, Australian this whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't. He didn't have the decency to say well, abracadabra. What's, <laughs> <laughs> what's weird is in the first Lethal Weapon, I had you. He's Australian. He is. If you listen to him speak, it's like Black Smithers. But then by the the sequels, it's gone. He's an American. Again, he just got better at it. Yeah. It's like uh, Cumberbatch and Doctor Strange. I haven't watched it yet. Didn't like it. No. No. You like cum. Burbatch. <laughs> it took me a minute. I remember when I went to camp, there was a kid who ate his own jism. It. Uh, I remember being told that it had the same amount of, of protein as a Thanksgiving dinner. Oh my god! Who told Poor Katie? Who made up that fact? The guy that was like, "Please I, swallow." I could say the guy's name, but it's probably inappropriate. You could give me just his last name. <laughs> Unique last name. It's so much specific. more. His first name was Eli. Eli. Oh. And I, it was in French class. I remember this. All the dirty things happened in French class. Always. Do you remember? I was just talking about this with uh, Valerie's brother. What you jerked off to before you knew what sex was? Like before you had seen? Like these days? Uh, Victoria's Secrets. Right. Yeah. But what? What was the fantasy? Like ooh, those fabrics. <laughs> oh. I... I just remember you didn't know what you were gonna do, but right, no, your no, little no. tallywagger. I well, uh, I definitely wanted to suck on boobs. Yeah, sucking on boobs. We rem- we probably remembered sucking on boobs, which is no. I I it, I mean, it, as a baby, it has. I, I it's never been outright said to me, but it through conversations about parenting with my parents, it it seems as though I was bottle fed. I don't was I was not breastfed. Really, no. Interesting. I'll throw this one at you. One weird fact for another. I used to think that the nipple ruined the boob. I was like, I just want, um, I want like a Chinese steamed bun. I just wanted like a flat, smooth. Because I didn't know what the appeal was. I was just kind of like, imagine what you have to understand. Like, oh, nipples and uh, they feel good and it Mm -hmm. gives you a target. I don't know what's going on. You know what? That is interesting because it's like, we have have nipples, so there's nothing interesting. What's appealing is the size of the the gland. The the glandness, so the roundness. Wow. Like a lychee. I wanted a woman with two lychees. And you you know what I wanted or what, you know, before I knew what sex was, I just... I want to know what sex is. I just wanted to... (laughs) (laughs) I want you to show me. (laughs) Oh, here comes Thanksgiving. Um, Gross. I wanted to rub, like, chests and stomachs against a girl. Chests and stomachs. Yeah, that was These are the little primordial clues Mm. that are in your brain going like, if you get with a naked lady... Get right. real close. I used to think it was kissing and spinning. That's why it was called screwing. Because you'd spin, wow. and if you went fast enough, you'd go. You'd burrow into the earth. You can unscrew a light bulb. 
Is that what's the difference between a girl and a light bulb? No, yeah, what's yeah, what's the difference between a, it's from my blue heaven. What's the difference between a pregnant lady and a light bulb? Speaking of which, I remember as a kid being like there needs to be like a serious disclaimer. Children, this isn't the Steve Martin, you know. <laughs> like playing very much against type. I appreciate now as an old old mm-hmm. man that he wanted to try new things, but as a kid if you're like it's the guy from Roxanne. He's got that big old nose. And then he's like, hey, cocksucker. And you're like, ah. Have a nice day. Fuck you. Yeah, parenthood, too. Parenthood takes a hard left. I used to jerk off to the idea of what could be in the joy of sex. (laughs) Just like a manual. Mm -hmm. And there were no men in it. Well, I remember even just you brought up the movie Parenthood. It's so funny because it's like. Because that's where he jerks off to the weird Amazonian porn. Well, just the fact that he had a lock horns in regular movie sleeves. Oh, remember that? Brilliant. He had his, his dirty lunch bag. Yeah. And yeah. I, remember, I remember being jealous that he had all those movies. Then I was like, oh, my God, and they're porn. Yeah. Oh, you just like the movies. Yeah. I mean, th- I was just it, compounding my jealousy. There's a kid. thing that I see too much in movies. Like I was recently watching, uh, what's it called? It's uh, nominated. It's got a net banning. And it's American good. Beauty. No. <laughs> no. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. I must be losing my. I must be insane. Then <laughs> I forget what the line. I just love the way she said. Excuse. Oh, oh excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> I feel bad for her in that movie. Well, she is a sympathetic character because she's not just a. She didn't want to become that. Right. Stiff. She's not she's just dying a healing inside. Right. She's not just a villain twirling her mustache. Yeah. She is a sympathetic. But what I. She's trying, like, talk about trying to go viral. Like, she's trying to go viral. She's trying to go viral so bad. You have to project an image of success. I will settle this house today. It's like, darling. I know. It's just a couch. It's like, you got tiki torches in the garage. Uh, Okay. It is just a couch. No, he's right. He is right. He's right. It's just stuff. You and you, and, I mean, the that's couch. the line from that movie. It's just stuff. And you think well, it's, it's like A and P. Yeah. You go when exactly. you're 90, will you remember this? Exactly. And it's to my other point, people won't remember that you kept a neat couch. Unless that is what makes you feel really good. But if a really but it clean it's, couch. It's, it's an illusion. It's a lie you're telling yourself. Right. You're not getting it from people. So you go, this couch saying, gives it to me. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not saying you don't deserve a comfortable couch, but it's like, it, it, that's not what makes you no. who you are. Right. In fact, you can get the opposite. My fondness for the years that we were roommates was that you could leave a lit cigarette on the couch. <laughs> and not that that ever happened, but like it was kind of like. Well, not. It was that classic move you do at the bar when you could smoke. You put the burning end like off That's the edge of the saying. table. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like it was the yeah. filthiest. Yeah. My bedroom was the size of a bed, it was the size of your body. <laughs> it was a body room. Mm-hmm. I just have such fondness for it. Here's what I was getting at I don't like in movies where kids have all this autonomy. An agency. Right, it's, and they it's all have friends bogus. and personalities. Here's one of the oh. things I hate. It's the Dawson Creek phenomenon. The guy and the girl, same age, that are close, close friends. And he's like, can't we just have sex? And he's like, oh, you got all weird since you've been horny. No child so knows how to step outside, to zoom right. out that far and go, you just have hormones. When you have hormones, right? it's like 10,000 tons of coleslaw 
just being dumped onto you one night in your sleep. Well, it is. Also, you can't just be like, I'm just yeah. being weird because I'm young. But it's also it's this 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 insane notion that they put out there that women don't have like like a, a girl going through puberty is right. just as horny as a boy. But right, it's right. This, this like fucked up thing I we have in this. Think of that. Of course, I I think about it's this insane thing in society where they like they justify a man's libido, and then ultimately when you go down the slippery slope, I feel like. You're you're, it's you're justifying you say, a lot of fucked up shit. It's like, well, he's a man; he can't control himself. It's like, no, we're all humans. I love that you say justify because, right? Think about uh, gladiator times, and we're not even the gladiators; we're the barbarian yeah. horde. Yeah, we're the ones that Russell Crowe is fighting. <laughs> so it's a very simple time. I think we're going out and killing because you and I would just be dudes, would be men. You look like you could be in that movie. I could. Slap some paint on you. Give you like a rusty sword, but you know it's effective. We go out and we kill. We fight other humans and kill Mm -hmm. them. And then Mm -hmm. we kill animals and all this sort of stuff. So we go like, oh, let's – we have to for our survival, it seems. We're going to lean into our masculinity and be like, we're gross and we're these gigantic uh, masculine savages. So we'll be that. And that's kind of like the dick. The dick is this – you know, like it's this obtrusion. (laughs) Right. And then the women, they were like, well, we need to justify how we are. So we'll have the women, even though they are very similar to us, we'll tell ourselves a story that they're very different. And this is where you get, like, genital mutilation and stuff where it's like, we'll make them the right. mint comic book that you never take out of its sleeve. Oh, yeah. well, it, 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 Because we feel probably pretty bad about the guy whose neck we cut open and then we got a boner and we jerked off. I mean, any way to justify the objectification of women right. you know, is it's, really all it comes down to. It's like life is so complicated. We were like, well, let's, let's, let's domesticate this thing with us, these things with us. I'm not saying women are Well, it is so funny to people. think of like cavemen being like, you, you, that baby came out of you. You got to – you do it. <laughs> You deal with that. Well, there is the bonding. As a dad, do you feel any of that sort of, hey, you got, you got Jack nine months, you got a nine month bonding. You were in like this permanent snuggle position for nine months. You had every meal together. <laughs> you shared every meal while he cradled your liver? Well, that is, they, they do say that, that mom feels like they're, she's a parent. Right away, yes. Whereas dad, it doesn't sink in until you see the kid. Right. And that's that's the Joseph Campbell thing until the child – he actually says until the kid is eight, the husband can feel like mommy's hairy helper. And the kid can see the dad as mommy's hairy helper. Uh, There's something to that, you know. Um, You're not feeding it with your bosom. That's why I actually kind of think it is a flaw. It would be pretty interesting if the wife or the mother gave birth and then the dad fed with breast. Well, that's – Wow. Right, that would be something. Just, ha- just uh, I would, I'd be a like, black mirror. There is, there is, uh, <laughs> there is a, a feeling of impotence to it, right? You know, and then you also, and this is, I'm, I'm talking about my own fears. I don't mean to project them onto you. Mm-mm. I talk with Valerie. I'm like, it's hard for me to think that I won't be your favorite thing. Like, and and yeah, there is, yeah. When I see, when I think of like a real man now, and I hate that term, you know what I'm saying? Like a, a real dad, it's mm-hmm. the guy who knows that maybe he goes, hey, but he keeps it to his fucking self because he knows it's going to pass and right. it's just a time. But that's a type of dad grit that I don't hear discussed very often, which is everything before the baby was about you guys. 
feed, uh, you know, scratching each other's itches, yeah, just yeah, fulfilling yeah. each other's desires and yeah. dreams. Then you have this other thing, which is completely justifiably now the most important thing to both of you. But then my concern, and now I'd like you know to hear what you think, is my concern is I'll be like, but I'm a baby. Like the way that I get love in relationships is very baby. Like I'm like, yeah. I want to be held. I want to be encouraged. Tell me I'm special. And Val does that. Now we have this little peanut that's a hybrid of me and her. How am I going to? It's just a concern. I know I'll be able to do it, but it's, it is a concern. Well, it's uh... – that's understandable. Um, I mean, I fall victim to selfishness quite a bit. Which was never a problem before. It was like, um, I want Mexican night. <clears throat> or you tell me. Um, it's a problem. Um, what do you mean? I, I, I've never thought of you as an uh, imposing gentleman. Not, not imposing, just, you know, just remembering to see past myself. Hmm. You know, and that's uh, that's you know dire mm-hmm. for you, for a father. When did you start putting that together? I would love an anecdote because I'm afraid that's going to happen to me. There'll be a, a day where I go, wait a minute, everything's changed. Uh, I don't know if I could come up with one. I'll think on it. Sure, but um, it is just. Uh, uh, I mean, it's it it it, it changes you. You know, it changes uh, how you perceive the world. You know, we've, I mean, being uh, artists, we're very lucky to, you know, contribute or, or, or have our voices heard, yeah. you know. And create. And create. Being creative is very important. It's like our own little childbirth. Right. But it's, it's it, which, which. Male envy. Yeah, it can give, because you're like. There's a satisfaction to that. But then once once I had a kid, I was like, oh, I have a purpose now. Like, my life has meaning to it, mm. you know, in a way that I could never grasp before. That I was trying to, you know, fulfill by, you know, putting myself out there and performing. Right. You know, but there is also a selfishness to that, you know, especially being a stand-up comedian. You're just like, validate me immediately. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Again. More, more. <laughs> I've forgotten already. Yeah, exactly. Right? So I mean, I don't know. My my big concern was um, just uh, financially making it happen. Well, that's the dad thing. That is the dad thing. I, was, I, I don't mean to say women can't feel that way, or certainly same sex no. couples they have to be outside of gender. Any parent feels. We're just that saying way. that's traditionally you are i will put it this way that's my dad's thing that's what i learned a dad is is the dad is the one that goes how are we gonna fucking pay the bills and smashes a you don't need name brand cereal yeah bag grab the bag (laughs) (laughs) and you know what i do in our house and we don't even have a kid is i go around and turn off lights and turn down turn off thermostats it's so funny i think about it's like i'm possessed i think about my dad like when i had like the refrigerator open been too long and he's like you trying to air condition the whole house <laughs> he's just trying to say it's like it costs money yeah you know i dude I, when we first moved in to uh the place we're at now um <laughs> uh the it was uh insanely hot and she's you know eight nine months pregnant that sounds nice <laughs> yeah but i mean like at the end of fucking i'm just sympathetic october you what? know, yeah. in 2015, I don't even remember how hot it was. Yeah, that Indian summer, and what wound up happening was we had to have uh, 
the AC on all the time. Fuck, it'll but kill then you. it'll kill you. But then it's like getting into November, and so it's like this weird, like okay, now it's starting to get cold. We have to have the heat on. Yeah, and then it's what do they call it? We we don't have central heat. It's it's like um, uh, it's it's electric heat that they have in the ceilings. Uh huh. Um, radiant heat, I think. Yeah. Uh, but at any rate, it was broken. So if we turned it on, it was literally going up to 90 degrees. (laughs) So then we had to have the air conditioner on to bring it down. Get out of my face. Dude. Get out of my face. When I got, and and the way that. The Tim Allen in me is like, oh. The power bill is for every two months you get it. Yeah. When we got that first power bill, I was like, I started Googling, how do I tell if somebody is stealing my power? Like I. Buddy, like I, I, I started going into the uh, into the power room to like look at the meter. I was like, I'm like texting Glennis. I was like, okay, turn on the AC and like watching the thing spin like a record. <laughs> Fucking turn off every light I can. Yeah, I remember your story is way better, but just to relate, I remember the first summer Val and I had in our place, and I was like, we'll just keep the uh, keep the air on all night. Yeah, and we'll use the same blanket. That we use in the winter. <laughs> we'll use it in the summer because we'll just like – we did it one month or one cycle because mm-hmm. I looked at that bill and I was like, I had no idea. Yeah. Well, it's not as bad as the – the what is it? L-A-D-W-P yep. is the one on here. Do you know what that stands for? Just kidding. Ooh, <laughs> I was about to – yes, I do. <laughs> the worst was Con Ed back in New York. Right. Because they don't – they charge you estimates. <laughs> so, like, you, if you don't even have AC in your building, in your unit. Yeah. And they're like, well, everybody else in New York is spending this much, so that's what we're going to charge you. That's crazy. I didn't Dude. know that. Yeah. Motherfuckers. <laughs> so, you know and I know, I'm the guy that no matter where we get in uh, our careers or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm always like – I don't. I don't know. What, what if? What if it all goes away? Because you could. get a baby, and the, exactly. Of course, it could. You get a baby. The baby doesn't. Of course, you know. Boring. Baby doesn't know. Baby doesn't know, and baby's here to stay. So you're just buying a, like a, a a plant that's going to live for a hundred years, <laughs> and it looks just like you. <laughs> A peaty plant. A peaty plant. A potted peaty plant. And now you have this guy. I, I just I understand the pressure. Now I understand my father yeah. and his stresses. I didn't know. Like when I was growing up, we were like behind on my tuition. I didn't. I found out a lot of this recently. Yeah, I could tell there was stress in the mm. house. But what are you going to tell the kids? I remember I there, guess you do. I remember I a stretch where we literally had hamburgers every single night for dinner. My brother and sister were. Either my, – my sister probably already graduated college and my brother was still in college. But I remember I, I, thinking it was great. Of course. But, but I, I came to find out many years later, it was like my dad, the job he had at DCYF, Department of Children, Youth and Families, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the position got abolished. And um, he was – there was – it was tight for a little while. I had no idea, yeah. you know, and then he wound up working at DHS, the Department of Human Services. Yeah. That- R- Rhode Island. Do you know the full name of the state of Rhode Island? Rogue's Island? This- <laughs> Wrong. The state of Rhode Island and Plymouth Plantations. Uh, and Providence Plantations. I know Plymouth Plantations. Uh, Plymouth too. Plantations. Merman! What's that? Remember that? The Eugene no. Merman bit? No. He said he went to Plymouth Plantations when he was a kid. 
And he was talking to one of the guys, and he's like, "It's a reenactment village." He's like, "So what do you? Yeah, he's like, so what are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm cobbling whatever." And he's like, "What's your name, little boy?" And he's like, "Eugene Merman." <laughs> and he said, "The guy goes, Merman, man from the sea." <laughs> <laughs> my Plymouth Plant's so good. My Plymouth Plantation thing was, I'd go, where do you go to the bathroom? And they'd go, like, bathroom? I'd go, where do you, you know, go to the bathroom? Like, I didn't know yeah, another how to say it. it. And one of the actors, tired of that question, just goes, we shit and piss in chamber pots. <laughs> Why? We laughed. We laughed for the rest of the day. <laughs> and he said it to get it over with. Like, let's move on. No, we're just going to be a tornado of, of chuckles. I'm going to scar you. We shit and piss in chamber pots. And he was playing like a recent <sighs> arrival to you Plymouth. Know, like he still had the accent. I'm fresh off the boat. <laughs> we shit and piss in chamber pots. Sure, seeing it back on the boat is to piss off the side. <laughs> the discrepancy between those who are really into it and those who weren't. You know what it makes me think of? Because it is so funny that uh, I used to try to figure out a bit about this, where it's like the act of going to the bathroom, it's it's a verb and it's also a destination. Yeah. Like, where did he, he went to the bathroom? He went to the bathroom on that? You know, it's like... Right, 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 right. So I remember I was in um, China, of all places, with Tom Shalhoub. I was opening for him. We were doing shows for expats over there. Mm-hmm. Terrible. One of the worst trips of my life. I mean, it was amazing seeing... I think we talked about it last time? Maybe. But fucking, ugh. They're the originators. Don't they have, like, a squatty potty situation? Well, uh... Meaning a hole that you squat over? Well, yeah, that's what it was, is he goes... Um, it, we're, we're, we're in a restaurant eating, and he came back from the men's room, air quotes. Yeah. And he goes, Matt, you got to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, Am I, I'm like, no, I don't. And he's like, no, 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 you need to go to the bathroom. And I was like, oh. And it was so funny hearing he, he meant the destination, not yeah. the verb. But I went into the bathroom, and it was, it was a dirt floor and a hole in the dirt. And above it was a sign that said, no shit, which again... I only heard that like, oh, no shit. Not, <laughs> no shit. None. <laughs> oh, no. So I got it coming and going. No shit. The way I do. Shit in the hole. Bury the restaurant. Now I run China. <laughs> the way I do. The way I do. I want to see the Jerry Lewis style 90-year-old interview of Dewey I do. Did you watch that interview with I Jerry Lewis? I watched some of it, yeah. I couldn't watch it. <laughs> I saw that he was trending, and I thought, well, maybe he's dead. <laughs> yeah. I Google his name, yeah. and then I see you know, all, the, all these headlines just saying, the most uncomfortable interview ever. And I'm like, have you never heard Jerry Lewis talk out of character before? <laughs> he is a fucking prick. Is he really? What? Oh, what a miserable <laughs> prick. Oh, what a big man you are. Didn't you ever watch those fucking... Uh, go, go into YouTube and just put in like... Jerry Lewis uh, marathon like outtakes. outtakes. There's a, like he's just such a fucking prick <laughs> to people. I don't really know too much about Jerry Lewis. The, the, my two favorite things about Jerry Lewis are there's one clip where he, you know, and this is on him. Yes, 
pulls a guy out of the audience who, like, somehow it, it, he was talking about people doing impressions of him and how, you know, in, show, in our business, that's a great, you know, compliment. <laughs> and so uh, you, do, you do me? You can do me? Uh, come on up here. So uh, he brings the guy up on stage. That's like you go to the bathroom. You do me? You do me? <laughs> you, you can do me. Do what I do. <laughs> Wow, I got silent laughter from Pete. <laughs> you can do what I do. This guy can do what I do. Yeah, that was like a dog whistle, that laugh. And so the guy. <laughs> that, was, that was just sheer off. He starts doing. Ivan. He starts doing Jerry Lewis. Ivan. Which is just Frank now. How, right. how unfair how funny. is that? Your legacy has been Frank. I can't. I can. I. I. I picture Blavin. These. This. <laughs> a younger generation, like seeing a Charles Bronson movie by mistake for the first time, and being like, "Hey, wait, that's the working class guy from the." Hey, yeah. Fred Nethel. Yeah. Just get the old dry wet vac. <laughs> you like roller skating? Hey. Show sure you do. Show sure you do. <laughs> How do these. This one writes murder <laughs> mysteries. How does he do that? He thinks of the ending and works backwards. <laughs> He's holding the gerbils. Anyway. Um, yeah, no, these legacies. Oh, oh, so he comes up on stage and he starts, he starts singing uh, You'll Never Walk Alone. Uh-huh. Which was always the song that Jerry Lewis would end the telethon with, and it's you know his most you know just uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, well known? No, no, no. Just the sticky, sweet sentimentality of it, and patting himself on the back. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, uh, Indulgent. So masturbatory. Just, oh, just so proud of himself. <laughs> oh, you proud slime! <laughs> and uh, the guy starts singing it. Jerry Lewis slapped him across the face in front of the audience while people are videotaping it. And he's like, that is not a joke. That's life or death. And it's like, fuck you. Wait, so Jerry Lewis was singing and the guy. No, the guy. He's like, this is my impression of you. You'll never walk. Wow. Yeah. That's when you start taking yourself. Dude. A little bit too serious. (laughs) This one's going to be outdone. I remember hearing an interview. He slapped him. Dude. Slapped him across the face. I don't know where I heard it. He didn't talk about it on the show, but Johnny Carson told a story once. He slapped a man. He slapped a man that he invited onto his stage. And he started doing an impression of him, which He's is like, what he said. He's like, oh, you can do an impression of me? And the guy's like, yes, I can do a great impression of you. In fact, I'll start singing the most iconic song in your fucking career. Yeah. Whack. I saved lives. Wow. Maudlin. That's the word. Maudlin. Yes. That's Jerry Lewis. Here's Johnny Carson said <coughs> uh, the only time he ever hung out with Jerry Lewis one on one, he went to his, he's at Jerry Lewis's compound. Hmm. And he's like, Oh, Johnny, you never saw my act in Vegas. He's like, No, 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 no I, I did. I, I went once. He's like, What year? And he's like, I, I, I've no, come on. What, 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 what year? And he's like, It was probably, all right. It was probably 1958. What month? And he's like, I, I have no idea. It's probably in the summer. What, what, what month in the summer? It was probably August. What week? And he's just like, I have no idea. It's probably, <laughs> probably, I don't maybe August 14th. He says, Jerry Lewis presses a button. And like in Goodfellas, the wall opens. And it is an archive, a library of videotapes. 
He has every show he ever did. He pulls August 14th, 1958, puts it in the VCR, and makes him watch the show. Like, that is taking yourself too seriously. I'm traveling through time right now. Dude. That was like a rumor we would start. I don't even know if it was a rumor, actually. Like, there would be comedians in town in Chicago, I remember. Mm -hmm. And I remember Kumail saying to me once, he was like, I'm going to change the guy's name. He goes, did you know that Bob... (laughs) Angry Bob. Has people come over after dates and he shows them his stand <laughs> Oh. Because <laughs> what is going on? Here's – I remember in college. Oh. God love the guy. But uh, there was this kid who for a talent night was going to do stand-up. And I remember being threatened by that obviously because I was like, I'm the comedian of this campus. Mm, and he had fine. the balls to do stand-up. Yeah. But I knew he wasn't going to be good. And I didn't actually see him. But I heard that it wasn't good because I was in the bathroom. With- A lot of people were saying it wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still harboring yeah, it. You, you are. He was in the bathroom. I was in the bathroom. And I go, uh, I heard you're going to do stand-up tonight. And he went, you bet your life. Oh, wow. He was like, just kind of like a weirdo. And I go uh, – what what kind of material do you do? Like what what do you do? I just wanted honestly. I think I wanted to know if he wrote his own stuff. Was it an homage or whatever? Mm-hmm. He was like, I go. What kind of material do you do? And he goes, I went and saw the Prince of Tides. That was disappointing. Not one surfboard. But he he just did it. As soon as how many times has someone been like, what kind of act? Every no comedian that I know that's yeah. excellent has some sort of shame. We have to have grotesque levels of like, I got to be me. But then there's also a part of you that's like, sorry. Well, it's, 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 we (laughs) don't want to talk about it. We're people who, comedians. Show people. Right. And, and we love the attention, but all of a sudden. We also love the control. I don't want to. That's what it is. We have found a place where we can. Yes. We have an outlet for it. We're in control of it. You want to see it? 8 p.m. Saturday. I tell you when I'm funny. You don't tell me. It's like the Marin thing, controlling why they're laughing at you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to dance for you in the bathroom. I did. That's uh, when I knew that kid was in trouble for that. I did picture this uh, recently. Picture this. Picture this. Where they draw behind you. Right. And it and I it was uh, I realized I was doing the show wrong because I was just I was like okay this is the act I'm gonna do I'm yeah. gonna go up and do the act and then they start drawing pictures well then they st- and then it's like uh, it, this is con- totally out of my control yeah and I, I said it a couple of times I was like I don't feel like you people are laughing with me yeah that's funny you know I know exactly what you mean I no offense to picture this a, a fine show that well, I've it's, also you done you can't do material I feel like you have to be in the moment well you know I, I have a similar problem with another great show which is set list or any of the like sure. we take everything you like about stand up and throw it away <laughs> what if the lights turn off every time you use a conjunction it's like oh yeah I guys, remember stand up is the hardest thing in the world when the TV show first we don't started. need to add twists right well and does the audience even need it um, Maybe they do. Well, they do. It was what was unsettling about picture. This was um, no one was looking at me. They were looking like, at the yeah, screen. I know. I know. Which I'm like, that's not why I do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I'm know? not here to go. And I'm, 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 is my head really that big? <laughs> right. Oh, why do my hands look like dicks? But I would do it again because, like, well, now I understand it. I can only do those shows when I'm in, and it's a rare place for me to be. I'm actually kind of there now. Not right now, but like mm-hmm. this week. Because mm-hmm. I haven't done stand-up in a while. And I notice that I start to go <laughs> goddamn insane. It's a very interesting yeah. thing, and I'm very grateful 
Because um, it's a need. One of the things that Valerie uh, would be, if she were here, she would chime in. I'm sure she kind of envies in me is a need, is a compulsion to right. do it. Right. Because if you cannot do something, let's say you have an idea. Let's get Valerie out of this. But you're like, I want to do a series of paintings every day. I'm going to paint mm-hmm. the first thing I see I'm every gonna day. I'm going to do ninety in ninety. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to do some sort of thing. <laughs> right. Is that a thing? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I wasn't not no. appreciating it as fully as I should. Uh, it's a it's a drag when you're like, but I don't have the appropriate dysfunction, insecurity. I, I, I don't. I, I, I don't even these... have any brushes. <laughs> <laughs> I would love this art in a long time. These are some good laughs. These are some good laughs. I'm just saying, I'm so happy that if I don't write a new joke, I'll be. Angry in my life. I'll literally be at dinner with Val and I'll be like, I can't shake it. I'm just really anxious. Like we went to lunch the other day uh-huh. and I literally almost had to leave, not to paint this picture like I'm some sort of unstable person, but I couldn't not listen to the people to my left or my right. We were very close. It was almost like New York style. Right. And my heart rate was elevated. It was like anxiety. Like I was sure. having extreme That's anxiety. Exactly what it sounds like. And I was like, I kind of want to go out. I, I'm flush. I'm hot. And I, and I was like, I haven't done stand up in a while. Like, it's mm-hmm. been too long. And when I do stand-up, it's like Popeye and spinach. I eat it. Right. And then the next day, actually, now it burns through a full week. If I have a good set or something, it'll get me through 14 lunches mm-hmm. where I won't be a lunatic. And then I always think of people in my family, all of them, and I'm like, what the fuck do they do? Like, what do they do? If yeah. I didn't have this... I don't know what I would do. It completely stabilizes me. And and I'd like to think that podcasts or writing or whatever gets me there just as well. Don't kid yourself, dude. It's 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 methadone. You know what I mean? Like it it might be uh-huh. close, but I need to do stand up. I need to do stand up. It it's it's a real addiction and I'm happy. Yeah. No, I remember this is my um, job. What is it on Netflix? It's like the story of film. Have you ever watched that? No. It's incredible. I hey, I'm here to watch films, not hear the story of films. <laughs> hey, what do you mean? It's a movie about movies? <laughs> it's uh, it's brilliant. It's um, done in several parts. I mean, ultimately, it's probably like a 12 or 13 hour long documentary. Talking head, folks? No, no, oh. no, no. It's all just the narrator. Uh, it sounds like... Werner Herzog, but it's not him. It's this Irish guy. Yeah. But, I mean, he starts from, you know, the word go and goes all the way through cinema, all the, you know. I mean, it's, it is brilliant. Yeah. It is, and, and, and all the world cinema and even makes the point about, like, especially in America, the history of film is, is uh, very racist and very um, – it, it ignores, you know, the con- contributions of all these other countries in the world. Uh-huh. And, uh, and 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 he's right. It's all these amazing filmmakers and, and movies that I've never even fucking heard of. Right. You know, and I've taken film classes. Right. You know? and, and it's like seeing some of this stuff is just like, oh, wow. So he's just saying like, hey, dumbass, stop right. eating hamburgers every night. So but it, there's an interview with him where he says the exact same thing where he's like, you know, I'll be sitting around and all of a sudden I realize, you know, I don't feel right. I'm not, you know, some, I, I feel, almost feel like I'm getting ill. And, and it occurs to me I haven't watched a movie that week. Yeah. And he's like, and I need to go see a film. So I go to the cinema and I watch a film and then suddenly I feel enchanted again. I love it. Yeah. I mean, whatever your thing is. I mean, I, it's, I don't think it's, you know, your, your 
sofa. It have to be. I don't think it's the sofa. I don't think it's Annette Benning's. Yeah. Clearly, yeah. that was the point of that character. Is she was desperately searching. Oh, she's a real searcher. Yeah. The ride, man. Call me the seeker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. I I think I've told this on the podcast before, but I've said everything before. Is that I was afraid to do the comedy cellar, like so, mm-hmm. and it's not like they were banging down my door to get me to perform there. But Judd would perform there when mm-hmm. we were doing the pilot, and I wouldn't want to go because I was afraid. This is so bas- ass backwards. Well, especially from how I used to be. I was so desperate to play there, but now I I was so scared to play there. <laughs> I was well, like, it's what just if I do badly. You right. So, but you you did a set. Well, what happened was, so I was avoiding it, and you know, in hindsight, Judd was like, "I could tell you were avoiding it." It was like really weird. Yeah. Um, but he didn't know the stigma that it had for me. It was always the place that I went. That there's Patrice and Bill Burr and Greg Giraldo. It was like Mount Rushmore. Every day was at right. that back table. And I don't say this with any disrespect. Now you go, and it's all the people, all the fucking knuckleheads we know. You know what I'm saying? It's funny. It's it like is. you go, and you're like, it's all our old buddies. Yeah. You open for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like I'll literally see a guy who opens for me, and I'm right. like, it, it, "Oh, it, I guess I can play here." I know. And it then used one time to, it I was used to there, be so totally intangible, right. and now it's like, "Oh, these." And then I, I was, would feel totally comfortable. Yeah. One time I was at the cellar, and it still didn't put me over the top. And the TV was on, and it was showing <gasps> our show. <laughs> and I was, I still was like, That's I could funny. never get on that stage. And downstairs, <laughs> it's so weird. So I watched Man on Wire. Have you seen Man on Wire? Oh, sure, yeah. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about. Just a cotton leather. Just a cotton leather. Just a cotton leather. Just a cotton leather. Now do new sting. Who said just a cotton That's a Matt McCarthy bit about. That's right. This is. It's like pol- the, the police. The police sting. Just a cotton leather. <laughs> just a cotton leather. <laughs> solo sting. Fucking sting. I'm not talking about Joseph Gordon-Levitt remake. I'm talking about the documentary, The Real Guys. Yeah. I watched that movie, and when the credits came up, I, like was like so sure that I was going to go up at the cellar that night, and I did, because it completely, like, you think they're just movies, but they really are kind of like spells. They put a spell on Mm -hmm. you. And then I behaved differently and felt differently. Everything was different. That's why, like, I love watching. There's a, a good movie about uh, Joseph Campbell's kind of philosophy called Finding Joe, mm-hmm. and I watch it every once in a while just because it reminds me that life is like a magical thing. I forgot your way into that guy. You know, it's, well, it's because uh, I I've gotten really into um, attempting to read James Joyce, and he has uh, he loves James Joyce. Yeah, the skeleton key to Finnegan's Wake is really good. I can't. He talks about Finnegan's Wake so much, but then I'm like, it, it's it might as well be well. That's just it with Finnegan's Wake. Just I well, can't do it. Well, that's just it with Finnegan's Wake. Is that no one? I mean, he intentionally made it so that everyone could enjoy it. Oh, the, really? The, yeah. The the smartest person in the world will have as much trouble with it as the most common person in the world. Oh. Because it's because no Wait, one. It's like a story. Like yeah, I, I know this is stupid. I thought it was just like psychedelic ramblings. Or the the theory, the best working theory on Finnegan's Wake is that it is a dream. Uh huh. And the book has no beginning or end, so you can literally start reading it on any page. And it's and it's <laughs> it's true because the 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 book begins mid sentence, and you 
it does seem as though it's a continuation of the last sentence of the book, and it just keeps going. There is a theory that it's the dream that Leopold Bloom has when he finally goes to bed. Is that a character um, in the book? No, that's uh, the the main character of Ulysses. Uh... Which so I kind of put Finnegan's Wake down. And I started going through Ulysses and reading it along with a brilliant podcast called Rejoice, R-E colon Joyce, with uh, uh, I love Frank it. Delaney. Yep. Uh, and he's uh, a, a brilliant writer, Irishman. And, I mean, he is very paint like, slowly, very slowly going through the book and sometimes breaking down word for word because it's like Ulysses is just packed with references These are all... to all of literature, the Bible, everything. Really? Yeah. All of this just makes me feel like I'm in class and I didn't do the reading. Like, I'm so intimidated by all of this. I'm so, well, that's just it. I'm impressed that you did this. Well, it's... You that's... read Ulysses? No, no, no. I'm not even close to being done with it. I'm not even caught up to, you know, this week's podcast. I'm still signing up for Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Thank you, Squarespace, for your support of this wow. podcast. I actually used Squarespace today to register a domain name. What was the one? What was the app that you was that the one where like you check in at places? Yeah, Foursquare. Foursquare. Yeah, yeah. Foursquare yes. and seven years ago. Wow. <laughs> oh, <God>. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm in chapter four of Ulysses right now, and that's where you first meet. And Leopold. is it enjoyable? Immensely. Really? Look yes. at us being grown. Let's go antiquing. Immensely. Because it's also, once he starts kind of explaining to you how the book works and what's happening, it's almost like you you do start learning more. And it, you start being able to read it and, and appreciate, like, oh, 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 I see what's happening. Because, like, Joyce does things where he doesn't even use quotation marks when people have dialogue. Like Cormac McCarthy. He just uses a dash, exactly. Oh, a dash. A, a dash. Okay. Or um, he... Uh, changes narration all the time. Sometimes it's third person narration. Sometimes yeah. it's the inner monologue. And there's a lot of that in Ulysses, where it's it's you get and he and he tries very hard uh, and successfully. That's why it's such a challenging book because uh, to mimic that stream of consciousness. And sometimes you know, like you'll have a thought that you don't finish, you move on to another thought. Yeah. There's a lot of that in the book. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's, all of it's that, really amazing. See, here's the problem with my attitude. My attitude is that is all just you think you're better than me. It's like that great... Uh, of bit, course. Isn't it uh, Jesse Pop? Has, oh, yeah. Has the bit about oh, Stephen King wrote Cujo. That's right. When he <laughs> was, was blacked out drunk, and you're like, you can tell. Yeah, it's they, just a book about a dog going... Oh, you think you're better than me? <laughs> That's right. He's like, you ever drink so much you black out? And he's like... Uh, Stephen King doesn't remember writing the book Cujo. He's like, I woke up with a, a tin of vegan macaroni salad on my chest. Yes! He wrote Cujo. Cujo's just running around going, ah, you think you're better than me? <laughs> That's what a drunk man right. is. It's Cujo. Yeah. So scary. Is there anything scarier than a very drunk, angry man? I mean, there are, but. Uh, but really, no. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you ever scare yourself when you're drunk? Yeah. I didn't like glimpses. What I would do right after I got divorced was I would drink alone and have conversations. I'm not proud of that. I would like talk. Yeah. I would talk things out. And it wasn't like, I'm going to kill you. It was just like, how could you? Like, if you had walked in, it was at yeah. our old apartment, you would have been like, yeah. <laughs> you would have 
slowly walked out of the room. Again, it was like mumbling, but it's, it was like a low time. It's like a scare. You scare yourself. You stopped boozing. I only say that because you put it on Facebook. Uh, yeah. Or are you back on? No, no, no. I'm on day 28. Uh, hey, you're two days away from a thing. Isn't that a thing? Uh, yeah, 30 days That's is great. a thing. Congrats. Thank you. That's yeah. I, I, I wouldn't have asked about it. I, well, it's, I, I posted it on Facebook and then, uh, I, I, it was brought to my attention that that's, uh, inappropriate to do i've had that happen to where i go i'm in i've gone to al-anon and then right, like, right, you're not right. supposed to say that i'm right. like well that's what the anon is <laughs> yeah i know but i'm like but i well i get mad yeah at people that were in al-anon yeah and were receiving healing through al-anon mm-hmm. that didn't tell me about it i was like clearly i could benefit from right. this sort of codependent weirdness that, right. that you guys are and then they're like well then you're the spokesperson for al-anon and then if you put your dick in a duck next week they're like, well, I guess people that go to AA put their dicks in ducks. Well, yeah, it's the the idea is it's supposed to be um, uh, attraction, not promotion, and and like, hey, I noticed you got your shit together. What's going on? Well, it's it's more like you say to somebody like, wow, McCarthy got his shit together. I don't. I I, I'm I still, understand. I'm still figuring it all out. They don't want advertising. Well, that's just it. Yeah, it's it's. Um, I just I I don't know when you when I saw that. Because I'm the schmuck that that you're kind of advertising to. I see that and I go, oh, that's interesting. Matt's looking at his drinking. Should I look at my drink? You know what I mean? Like it, it was a well, good yeah, thing there for was me to read to that. But I mean, it's you know the drinking, the pot. I mean, it was just it was pot too. Isn't that uh, completely out of control? Is that narc? I thought I heard a rumor. Isn't that weird? I, it's not a rumor. Somebody mm-hmm. said when you had your baby, you stopped with the reefer. Uh well, when we got pregnant, I did. Yeah, because yeah. it was you know. Clearly wasn't going to do it in the house, and also, you know. Oh yeah, you're breathing for two now, right? I've never heard that before, but mm. yeah, of course you're breathing for two. So yeah, I mean, it was just uh, what do you? What is that? I would. I am fascinated in this topic because mm-hmm. I love you, and and because I also. Well, I love me too, and that's part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want you to feel good all the time? Well, no, it's it's uh, it's what I was talking about before about being very selfish and you know just selfish acts. Um, I mean, it's do you like, mean selfishness? Like it's my goddamn. Here's a no. Real I mean thing. selfishness. Like when we came home from the hospital with the baby, like our birthdays are three days apart, and you and the baby, right? Wow. Uh, well, I have a joke about it. The original due date was on my birthday, which was exciting to know that I had sex on the same day as my parents. So oh, that's so <laughs> funny. Um, no, I got a bunch, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of material. Oh, I, oh, I got a bunch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Convincing another comedian to have a baby. So we came home from the hospital on on my birthday. Uh, so I went out. And uh, my excuse for uh, be- being blackout drunk was, uh, well, I have never had people buying me birthday drinks and congratulations on the baby drinks. So, you know, it wasn't my fault. Yeah. Like, I, I woke up on the couch. I had no idea how I got there. Really? Wow. Yeah. And I was like, well, maybe, maybe, maybe I was just snoring. And I'm like, it was one of those classic, you know, waking up from a blackout, like, what the fuck happened? What the fuck happened? Think, 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 think. Play it cool. Act like you were in control the whole time. Right. You know, just keep lying. Terrible feeling. Thank God uh, my sister-in-law was there because it was – we had a newborn baby in the room, you know. I mean, Glenn's had a fucking C-section. Yeah. And then – but, I, you know, I had to go out and get as drunk as I possibly could, you know. And it's just uh, – yeah. Was she uh, vocal about like, hey, maybe let's stay home and have a little wine for your birthday? <laughs> 
Um, can you go? I don't know. Here's a better question. Yeah. Who cares if she said that or not? Because no, no, I know you, it was, you were. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it. She, our, the, the entire relationship. She said to me, "Please don't get so drunk." Yeah. But uh, I couldn't hear it. Was it? Nobody tells me what to do. Uh, sure, that's a lot of that, but it's also just being so fucking selfish and like, uh, you don't know me, you know, but it's nobody's also, in my head. But... I'm not trying to no, no. validate your behavior, uh, but it is an overwhelming time. You're, it's your birthday and you have a baby. Right. But and, I, and... I should have flipped that order because you have a baby. Yeah. And I've heard stories of guys, uh, someone actually who, uh, I won't say that, but anyway, Stories of guys that have babies and they actually kind of go the other way. It's more like they want to prove that their lives aren't over. And there's hmm. a lot of unprocessed – talk about me getting drunk and talking to myself. Right. There's unprocessed feelings. Yeah. And when you let the id out, who knows – again, not to justify your feelings, yeah. but to maybe justify what you were thinking. When you were blackout at the bar, you probably did get some – and this isn't good. This is not how we should be doing this. You, you probably got like, I'm scared to death. You know, like you probably made some jokes or said something. Maybe. Who knows? I, I don't mean, know. Nobody, neither of us will know. <laughs> I mean, it, well, no, the thing with my drinking was it was always I was dead sure that I was in control. Yeah. You know, and, you know, very rarely would I say, oh, I'm going to get as drunk as I can tonight. Yeah. And those nights – uh, are nights that I I should have died, not just from the consumption, but like you know, like I woke up on a roof once in New York. Really? Yeah. When I moved from um, the Bronx to Queens, uh, the night before, it was going to be my tribute to Hunter S. Thompson. Uh, so I was like, because he had died that week, and so then that Friday, I was like, all right, I'm just going to drink nothing but hard booze all night. He was a hard booze man? He was an everything man. <laughs> and uh, he, I, uh, like, it, it, the, the closest I can figure is is the bar we went to, and we were drinking at my friend's place. He was moving as well, too. And he's like, you know, we got all this liquor. We got to, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like we're about to go on vacation. And mom's like, drink the milk. I want to get rid of the milk. Neither of you knew. No, they age scotch. It'll, it'll right. be better when He's we like, get Nope, back. I can't bring any of it with me. We have to drink it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, high school seniors giving away their pornography. Yeah. When we were kids. That's funny. <laughs> Take care of her. <laughs> I was so Christian, I declined. My friend Mark God offered me you. a box of porn, and I was like, I can't. I wanted it so bad. It made me sick. I was like, I should have said yes. He had Club International. Wow. I would have club. seen buttholes. Wow. <laughs> I found an issue of Cherry once in my neighborhood walking home. The American We. Oh, my Lord. OUI. <laughs> Remember the magazine wow. We? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's like a sailor just went around taking some photos. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you woke up on a on a on a roof because oh. your buddy was like, "We got to." Well, no, 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 not because of my buddy, because of me. Um, right. The, and I'm not trying to give you we a, to a, a, a green pass. light to be like, "Oh, you were under a lot of stress." I'm just interested no. in your in your intent in these situations. Uh, but it sounds like you just got the the allergy. <clears throat> Definitely, yeah. Uh, the weakness is, is the, that what they call it? The I was looking for the good Irish yeah. one. You got the weakness. Oh, he's got the weakness. Oh man, isn't that an Irish way of so putting Irish? It? You're like weak. You can't handle it. You're weak, Natty. Yeah. That is 
you know, people in my family, almost all of them have stopped drinking because mm. all of them were like, holy shit. Yeah. And I know that there's part of people in my family that are like, it's evil and you shouldn't. It's, it's evil because they're so black and white. Whiskey or the devil. Exactly. It's, it's from the devil. Yeah. But then I know even those people that think it's evil, if I were to be like, I'm an alcoholic and I quit drinking, I, I'm also now sober, they would be happy somewhere deep down they'd be like, he's weak. He's got the weakness because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's our fucked up culture. It's like – Definitely. Like those shirts, alcoholic uh, – I'm not in rehab. But that's for quitters. Rehab is for quitters. Yeah. That's like – what? Uh, How dare you? Yeah, Spencer's yeah. gifts. I know. How dare you? But but yeah, what a fucking bullshit way of calling it. You have that's why I like the allergy. It's like it doesn't agree with you. Well, it is. It's <laughs> it's a sickness of the mind and a sickness of the body, and it's the insanity of the mind right before that first drink, where you're like, ah, well, this time it'll be fine. Right. And and every time that's what I thought. You know? Yeah, yeah. Was it always to excess? Well, uh, I remember Matt was drunk, but now he's sober. Because you've stopped, you've I, stopped drinking before, right? And I was, I was dry for uh, close to a year, uh, maybe, you know, nine or ten months. Yeah, um, and then went back to it because, it, like, like a lot of alcoholics uh, will lie to themselves and say, "Well, this this period of of not drinking proves that I can do it." Right, um, and it's a progressive disease, and it gets worse. You know? Is that right? Yeah. I've never heard that. Definitely. You know, I definitely found that with the pot, too, because it's like I couldn't get high enough. I'm like, oh, I need to smoke again. Hmm. Uh, I didn't know that either. So, like, a tolerance of weed got to so a point where you'd smoke, you have to smoke a ton. It yeah. It takes two <clears throat> to take only one. Yeah. I mean, it's just it keeps getting worse, you know, um, and uh, and it could always be worse, you know. Right. I, uh, what did you do when you woke up on the? Pl- I should have died. <laughs> I mean, it, it was like the closest I can figure. The bar was you had to walk upstairs to get into the bar, and I got thrown out of the bar. I don't remember this, but I got thrown out of the bar for being too drunk. And, and unruly, or just like you've had enough, pal. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, so instead of going down the stairs, I must have gone up the stairs. And I don't know if you've ever had like a like a waking dream where like your eyes are open and you and you all of a sudden you're like, oh wait, this isn't a dream. Where the fuck am I? Like I was literally dreaming I was at like a rooftop cocktail party with with all these people and stuff. And all of a sudden I, I start looking around and I realize I'm alone. It's six o'clock in the morning. There's snow everywhere. Uh, I'm soaking wet, probably from rolling around in snow all night. I pissed my pants. I had my wallet and my coat and um I, I see a door. I go down the door, and I'm in the bar. I'm in a bar, a locked up, closed bar, by myself. And my first thought was, honest to God, wow, I could rob this place. Wow. Uh, I see an emergency exit. I kick it open, and uh, like just like kismet, like a, a cab was pulling up right then, and I got into it. And then I went up to the Bronx and like slept for like four hours or something. And then my buddy helped me move to Queens. Wow. Yeah. That's just one of the times I should have died. That's heavy, man. Yeah. I, had, I had no idea. Yeah. No, I had no idea. How does pot get out of hand? Because, again, uh, I'm pot. thinking of comedians that are like, alcoholic gets drunk, he might hit you. What's a stoner going to do? Eat your dinner? Well, I wasn't in control anymore. 
I, 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 uh, all I wanted to do was smoke pot. And, and when I couldn't, I would, you know, be unhappy. And you mean it was the s- thing that was going to happen when things well, were going your way, you were going to be at home smoking the green? Well, it w- well, if things were going my way, I would smoke. If things weren't going my way, I would smoke. If I had nothing else to do, I would smoke. But if, if, you if were- we were about to go to music class with our infant son, I would smoke. Yeah. You know, as soon as she had the baby in the high chair to feed him, I would run to the back bathroom and smoke and light a match and brush my teeth and wash my hands and be like nobody knows and Oh wow. I would drive smoking, you know. Yeah. Um it's funny, since this all happened I saw I've seen those guys by the way, like making some go- goofy U turn. Yeah. Windows down These giant huge wads of smoke. I'm like coming out. Can we do that? No. No, we can't. <laughs> it's insane. No. How bad would you feel if you hit a dog or something? I mean, you're just like... <laughs> you're lucky that's all you do. I know, yeah. I didn't want to do a darker example. I mean, uh, I don't know. It, it, since all this happened, I started smoking cigarettes again, uh, which I hate, but... Parliaments? Uh, yeah, parliaments. Did you watch Casey Avalar? No. I have an extra... Oh, I still I have extra lodge of crawler, three parliaments, take a huge dump. That's the routine. But it's funny, because I, I, when I drive around now and I see a cop, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, I'm proud. I like hold up the cigarette. I'm like, that's right. I'm smoking tobacco. Yeah, I know. It's In the funny. times that I've uh, bummed a cigarette, you know, I, I don't smoke, but mm. you and I have smoked. You don't eat meat either, but... <laughs> <laughs> Cut to me at Roscoe's Black Pill. Um, but the idea of uh, smoking cigarettes, if you smoke a cigarette... People will look at you like you're punching a child, and if you're oh, especially out here, literally, you're, it's a joint. It's a joint. They're like, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, you're cool. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny. Like I, I was, uh, I was trying to get somewhere, and I looked at my GPS, and I was like, oh fuck, I'm gonna be late. And then I, it dawned on me. I was like, oh, I have this. Thi- I always have this thing set to avoid highways because I'd be fucked up and I'd be afraid to drive on the highway. Your GPS was on avoid highways. Yeah, and all of a sudden I was like, "Oh, I can take a high. I can drive on the highway now. I can actually get to places." I know we're not fast. like detectives on a case to see if you were struggling, but like clearly there's evidence here. Where it's like, yeah, and I keep. Oh. Uh, I will continue to notice things like that. I'm sure. Interesting. I thought we were. Gonna oh, have- I finally. I feel like I'm finally understanding or getting to know myself for the first time in you know 37 years. Like your sober self, your real self. Yeah, or just it's it's. The my path, <laughs> my path, <laughs> my path of sobriety is is has to be based on honesty, and uh, I'm doing that probably for the first time in my life too. You know, what does that mean? Being honest with yourself, being honest with myself, being honest with others, being uh, like telling people what you feel. You and I probably struggle with that a little bit. Maybe. Um, I just mean kind of cut from similar cloths. But like, I think I think being honest with myself, it's it is kind of like that idea of you got to love yourself before you can love somebody else, and and just realizing what a you know I realize that my disease has me convinced that I am a gigantic piece of shit at the center of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> the most important. So you mm-hmm. part of it was medicating the feeling that you're a piece of shit. Uh, sure. And part of it is, you know, being predisposed, you know, uh, my father has had his issues with it. He's off. Uh, he go through the program? No, he never went through the program. He was sober, uh, the whole, my whole 
life uh, up until I graduated college. I remember him saying, you know, well, I'm going to see if I can do it responsibly, you know. So then he threw 20 years out the window, and then uh, I didn't even know he had quit again. He was, you know, we started talking again about this, and he's like, "Yeah, I got, I got seven years actually this week," and I was like, "I didn't even know that he'd stopped again." You know, I didn't. It's, it's, it's also nothing but good is going to come from it all, and it's, and it's, you know, actually having, you know, conversations with, you know, my fucking family. It was a very, you know, no, not a lot got said. In my house growing up. But now that's changing. Uh, it, well, it is for me, you know. Even even just, even just I, I, I know that being sober will make me a better comedian, but also it'll make me a better comedian in that I'm, I'm not afraid to be honest anymore. Hmm. And I always felt hindered, even by like the dumb idea of like, well, I don't want my mom to hear this. But then it's like, that's so funny. you know, she thinks it's 1985 and I'm still six. And, you know, like I remember when I left them... Uh, I didn't even give it to them. I just left my CD come clean available on iTunes. <laughs> Dad. <coughs> it just took my breath away. I'm not even laughing. I'm just like, that is the funniest middle of your struggle plug I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, yeah. You can also go to this is Matt for a hard copy. I'll autograph it for you. Or um, Pro Wrestling. <clears throat> is available that's right. Now. It's a mystery uh, color. I didn't even give it give them the cd i just left it like on the on the chopping block which is ironic <laughs> to say. and uh, i remember i'll never forget as a matter of fact uh my father called me and he's like um well i listened to your album i don't think your mother's ready to hear this i think she still thinks of you as her little boy and i'm like wow, wow fuck that i had no idea you were so similar to me in that way Oh, very much so, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just got uh, – this. I think you'll enjoy this story. I got a text because my special came out. My parents watched it with another church couple. <laughs> Good move. Mm -hmm. I tell them all the time. I'm like, I don't know if this will help you, but a phrase that I use with my mom a lot, I go, it's not really for moms. It's not – Well, I realize it's, 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 it doesn't affect me, and I can't let it affect me. If it's my parents or if it's total strangers, like I can't control what anyone thinks – and nor should I if I could. Um, I keep hearing a lot, you know, you, get, you just keep your side of the street clean. That's all you can do. Yeah, that's right. You know, and so that's basically where I'm at. But I realize now it's like, God, I can finally talk about all this stuff. I can finally just be honest with everyone now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. I don't know. It's heavy stuff. It is, but I mean, it's it's life, and it's. I'm just so grateful to be alive. Uh, I'm very lucky. Yeah, I'm extraordinarily. I'm. I, it, it's 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 funny, you know. Talk about full circle. It's. I keep thinking about the final episode of Cheers, oh my when goodness. Sam, an alcoholic, yeah, uh, is alone in the bar, and he says to himself, "Wow, I'm the luckiest son of a bitch on earth." Mm. <laughs> I got I emotional. I have a cold, but I'm touching you. Thank you. <laughs> Here's my illness. <laughs> Here, little, let me put a little bit more on your plate. <laughs> so you just feel like a second chance. I, honestly, I feel like it's my first chance. You know, mm. it's and it's uh, you know, like we're talking about like growing up and. You know, being a man and being a father, and it's like, well, this is the only way I can do that. Right. You know? But it goes, you putting up 
a new way to communicate with your parents, for example, right, which, is a which, way of growing up. Uh, which you know, it's definitely. Uh, it's funny. Growing up, I always thought I was closer to my mother than my father, and I probably was. But then it's you know, once I start changing from a baby this to is an so adult, natty. I know this is me. Dude. And my divorce yeah. was what made me start bonding with my father. Wow. And here you are in an, a different kind of trauma, but a trauma nonetheless. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit, there's this, like, quiet wisdom in that one. <laughs> but then it's also, like, my mom is just kind of shut down. Is that right? Well, I, it's like I was um, – It's hard, man. Bringing the mom over the threshold yeah. into I'm not a boy anymore. Well, it's funny. I, I realize – is fucking hard. It, 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 my, my brother and sister are nine and ten years older than me. There should be some nice groundwork laid down for those, right? Well, it's – well, it, what's interesting is that it, it dawned on me. I was like – you know, because I was like I, – I never remember playing with my dad when I was small. And um, there was always like a distance there. Do you, you have know? thoughts like that? Because sometimes I'm like, yeah. I see other people. I know my dad was affectionate and great, but like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't have memories of him being like, "Let's build a fort" or whatever. Well, like, it know, wasn't that style of parenting. No, from well, him. you know what it was is because I remember somebody saying to me like, "Oh, did your dad used to take you to wrestling when you were a kid?" I'm like, "No, I wish." You yeah. know, he would take me to Providence College basketball games. I'm like, I didn't give a fuck. Yeah, I didn't yeah, give a fuck yeah, at yeah. all. Yeah, you know, I have some. It's, it's hard. I get weird talking about my dad sometimes but sure like i have memories of trying to find him but my dad didn't have a dad yeah. and he was doing his best job being a dad and well, i understand that's just that. it. yeah that's some real ace they did the best yeah. they could with what they had my grandfather completely was, agree was described to me as a functional alcoholic you know he's my, my, yeah. my dad said to me he's like i don't think i have a memory of my father without him holding a drink in his hand right you know? uh but it, the reason i brought it up is because i was like you know well maybe he was just not he didn't know how to relate to a kid that small. He already had a family for the last decade. You know, oh, he already wow. did that. Because it's like when, when, when we talk to parents, when you're like a new parent and you have an infant, or like not just an infant, a newborn. Yeah. And you're like, you know, talking to whoever like, oh, they have a one-year-old. They have a two-year-old. They have a whatever-year-old. And you're like, even something as simple, like, how do you swaddle a baby? And they're like, God, I don't remember. And like as we kept these conversations going, it's like, God, we need it's, – it's, you gravitate towards – parents who have children of the same age because you're in that moment together and it's like what like you have a three-year-old all you know is the three-year-old right. you, you've completely because you've forgotten yeah you and i realized my dad must have been like that too because it's like he's he, there was already this family established for a whole decade and then all of a sudden i showed up and as i was saying that out loud i i, I followed it up with like one of those classic like duh um I was like, God, maybe that's why I felt like I've never fit in anywhere my whole life. Is because you were the late coming child. Well, then it was, you know, I, I, was, I was saying it to, to. It's also why you're funny because the comedian is well, always the guy who's late and is like, the traffic on the 101, let me tell you. A funny thing happened to me on the way to the theater. <laughs> Literally. That, that's what I yeah. think is the whole model of stand up. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, it's, I think about those things. So and you I, had like a fully. There was a whole running fam family. And all of a sudden, I'm Cousin Oliver just showing You're up in the season last season. Three. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mr. S. <laughs> yeah. You're Poochie. I am Poochie. You were Poochie. I know that wasn't Poochie. But... I have to go now. I'm needed on my home planet. <laughs> the cell moves. <laughs> they didn't even animate it. Right. It's like, like Mo Green thought of it that morning. Or whatever they... 
Is that the guy? Well, that's his character's name in the guy. Hey, Egghead. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you want to buy me out? You don't buy me out. I buy you out. Godfather 2. Don't, don't email me. <laughs> <laughs> the night we met, Valerie and I talked about how we've never seen The Godfather, and that's true. And Still? Then we, and then we were like, let's never see it. That's uh, I've seen that's 90, a choice. 90% of the first one. I know people are mad right now. Well, it's just... It's good, I know. It's a good movie. What but are you going to do? talking about fathers and stuff, I felt alienated. I was like, my dad... I remember my dad watching Goodfellas right. on the couch, and I'm yeah. probably like... That would never happen in my house. Eight or nine. I, watched, I saw the, knife, the kitchen knife go on oh, the right. and I was like... Yeah. Ah. So I'm like... And he didn't say... You shouldn't be watching this? I or? think he did. He, he sure. probably, after the stabbing, was like, you probably shouldn't be seeing this. He wasn't after the stabbing. negligent, but I just saw those movies, as I still see them, as hyper-masculine. And that yeah, energy a- is something, like we're talking about, I didn't start to reconcile with until after my divorce. I was 28 years old. Mm-hmm. You, This is when we were the closest. I was just starting to go... What was my dad doing that was good? I thought it was all about mom, mm-hmm. and now you're you are a father, and you're kind of looking at how you're going to look at your family in a new way. It's all about trying to find. It was supposed to happen when we were eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the Freudian thing: is your your mommy's boy until you're eight, and then when you're eight, your dad takes you traditionally hunting, camping, something like this, and that, and and back in the day. In the Serengeti or whatever, it would be a year. You'd leave. You'd be torn from your mother, kicking and screaming, and you'd be with the men hunting for one year. Yeah. And then you'd come back and you – and that's what Freud called the alliance with the father. You go, I can't kill my father because the, the Oedipal thing. But you go, ah, I'm not supposed to kill him. I'm supposed to team up with him. And then I'm going to say, again – Love my family, really have a lot of compassion for I, I yeah. wouldn't change a thing in how right. I was raised and how they are, and I love them to death. Yeah. But I didn't have that, like, hey, kid, come with me. There was no, like, uh, well, I was lucky because I had an older brother, even though he was significantly older. But it was when he came back from college, was about when I was, you know, 13, 14. Yeah. So we, I mean, when I was, when I was small, we could always talk about comic books. But then it was like, oh, we can talk about music and stuff. And now it's, you know, as the years have gone on, we've always gotten closer and closer, you know. Yeah, that's great, too. Um, you know, it's just, uh, I mean, even all this shit, it's like I'm, I'm, I've been texting with my sister. It's just like we don't talk, mm. you know. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, it's like we're telling each other we love each other for like, you know, as first real time i can really remember i mean it's just funny how honesty follows honesty you did the it's a brave move though you that's why i liked your facebook post (laughs) and that's why i'm happy to talk about it now because it is inspiring it goes oh in fact andy richter and i were just talking about this it's like do better he's like that's one of the things he's like mantras i hate talking to people that sound like they've surrendered. Even if you're still struggling, you keep getting your ass kicked by this one issue. Mm-hmm. Let's not lay down our arms when we're 35 years old or whatever we might be yeah. and just be like, yeah, I can't stop eating cheese all goddamn day. I did the best I could. <laughs> you're 35. Yeah. Save that speech for when you're 85. What can I say? I love queso. <laughs> 
So you're 106. What's your secret? I eat cheese. Is it? <laughs> That's always merman. Merman. Are see if whenever I had something like I remember when I. <laughs> Oh boy! I remember when in college everybody thought it was funny. Uh, uh, this is so weird. They'd be like, "You have big balls." My my, you do? Yeah, you've seen my. Balls. I have seen them. But my roommate was like, "You have big balls," and I didn't know I had big balls, right? Because I have big balls. Uh, and then I went to my father and my brother, and I was like, "Do you have big balls?" Wow! <laughs> like, wow. So it's the same sort of thing. If it's in me, it's in you. You know what? I have a competition in me. I drink your big balls. But they're... (laughs) I slurp them up. Give me the balls, Eli. Give me the balls, Eli. Give me the balls. (laughs) Aren't you a healer of balls? I just threw in of balls. That was nothing. But there's something about being stuck in the same genetic soup as other people. Right. And the times that I find my brother, it's weird to say valuable, but most valuable to me, is after I get off the phone with my mother and she bothered me in some Mm -hmm. way. Or, you know who also became a a great late-in-life ally was my uncle because he'll tell stories about my father that my father and all of his fatherliness won't tell me. But my uncle will be like – you mean ham bone, John Holmes? You know, like he has some, has some story about him eating all the ham bones. That's the name of one of the bikers that uh, Hunter Thompson mentions on the first page of Hell's Angels. Really? He just lists all the all of them. Ham bone. Ham bone. What was that guy into? They, they don't know that they're being kind of hackneyed. I don't know. <laughs> it's, right. Well, it was the 60s. I'll be chains. It's a little hack. Uh... It's strange, especially in this day and age and doing what we do. I think about this. I mean, I think about this every time I record a set. But, I mean, it's like that eventually someone's going to listen to that, be it my son or my grandchildren or whomever. This podcast. This podcast. You know, it's like it's – it's I – it also – I feel like it it will help keep me honest. Yeah. Because it's like, well, there's a – doc. well – it's funny that you say it's that. It's documented. This podcast, from its inception, was this sort of like, when I have kids, if, if I'm blessed in I my understand way. your old man type of thing, yeah. You, I will be incapable of right. preventing you from knowing who I am. And I'm so happy about that. I mean, if I could sit down and read a book about my father's life and, like, really. Yes. I mean... What a gift that would be, and it's and but it's also it's like I, I, I'm I'm given that gift because they are still with us, and I and I can ask them, yeah, you know about who they are, and 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 it's like I gotta whittle my dad down a little bit, like I have to keep telling him like it's it's weird, it's almost like therapy. I'm like, Dad, I love you, I love you unconditionally. Please tell me what you were like. Yeah, let me know you who you are when you were twenty. No I'm kidding. I st- Speaking of these, I mean, my God, I find I, I asked my father. I was like, "Did you ever go see?" Uh, uh, because uh, the, this thing, the 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 album cover, yeah. um, is the 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 way I stumbled onto this program is because I was looking into this guy named uh, Jack uh, Winchy or Winchy. Oh, the Winchies. But he he was a, a, a <laughs> he was a, a promoter in Rhode Island, uh-huh. and. I realized I was like, oh my god! When when WWF or wrestling would would run in Providence, this guy would be the promoter and run the show. Uh-huh. 
so I was looking into it, and then apparently he had a uh, 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 like uh, his own venue in whatever town uh, that I guess they had roller skating and they wrestling there and all that stuff, and then it mysteriously burned down one night. <laughs> yeah, wrestling is a dirty business. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> when Vince McMahon. Start- hey, McMahon, dude. <laughs> When Vince McMahon started, uh, uh, he's told the story. He said that his father said to him, like, when he started, like, like he was, the, it was always, it was the mafia. It was, there were territories, you stayed in your own territory. And he went national, and that's why he's the only one left, because he was, he burned everyone else down. Like the Godfather. And he said, <laughs> like he said, said his father said to him, God damn it, Vinny, what are you doing? You're going to, you're going to wind up at the bottom of a river. <laughs> and that's so I asked my dad, I was like, you ever heard of this guy? You ever go to that place over in Woonsocket or wherever it was, you know, New Bedford? I don't know. Woonsocket? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to go over there and drink beers and watch Bruno San Martino wrestle. And I'm like, are you putting me on? He's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, how have we never talked about that yeah. you went to go see wrestling? <laughs> like, what the fuck? You're wearing a cape in the boots. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. I wonder if this phrase will do you well. Maybe. I say to my parents sometimes, I go, the parenting is over. I'm inviting you to enjoy me as an adult human. Well, that's what it was when I gave them that CD and then that was the reaction I got. I was like, this is literally the culmination of five years of work. Yeah. You know, this is who I am. And your mother doesn't want to see it. I mean... I mean, fuck. And it's it's you know, painful. The last time I called, like, I'm talking to my dad, and he's like, well, you want to say hello to your mother real quick? Uh, well, no, okay. Well, we'll... She didn't want to get on the phone. She didn't want to get on <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Did, were I, you about to high-five me? No, I was about to <laughs> knock this microphone over. Yeah. Yeah. I <coughs> when So they watched my HBO special with a... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With so. another couple... And I like this because I'm telling you this is a story of hope. Church Because folk. I was, and still am, let's be honest, in these waters with you. So my dad texted me and he was like, uh, something about I saw your special. Maybe I should read it. Let me read it verbatim sure. because it'll be better. This used to be a bit on the show. Text, voicemails, voicemails from, from, yeah, from my yeah, dad. Exactly. Dad. They call me Shorty. Um. This is a good this is a good moment between me and my dad. What is happening here? All right, here we go. Um Okay. Dead air on the show. <laughs> Dead air on the show. Who cares? Uh this is the text from my dad. It's Judd Apatow birthday today. <laughs> Fragment sentence. Consider revising. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch the stand-up special with mom and another couple. Thought you did a great job. Why is your dad like, watch stand-up special. Stop. (laughs) Full stop. Wait, I forgot to sign it. Love dad. Thought you did a great job. Space, exclamation point. Oh, boy. A little over the top with the F-bombs, but hey, that that me, dad. It's HBO, dad. Know your audience. They crave it. Uh, then an hour and a half later, he texts me the word the. Because <laughs> I didn't reply, and I took that to be like, oh, no, he's anxious that he critiqued me, and he's mm. waiting for me to reply. I wasn't deliberately not replying. I just hate replying to texts. So I wrote, thank you, Pop. 
And if the language was a bit much, in the words of my great wise father, lighten up. That's what he says to everyone. Lighten up. I'm sure when he met you, he was like, look at this fucking giant leprechaun. And if you were like, hey, when we first lighten up. How much money did you make from those Verizon? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, his mantra is lighten up. What, what it, uh, and he loves saying, fuck them if they can't take a joke. He loves saying. Wait. It has fuck in it. Literally says the word fuck. Fuck them if they can't take a joke. This is my dad. I love him. Can't he see? What did the Can't he see that I'm his boy? <laughs> Won't you pick me up from the crib, dad? Fuck him if they can. So I'm trying to flatter him. My great wise father, lighten up. Love you, Dad. Thanks for watching. I also included... An Thanks emo- for watching. Yeah, well, I don't know what to say. I appreciate the support. Thanks for watching. You could have Always great to meet a fan. Well, <laughs> uh, they didn't watch the last one. <laughs> uh, no? No, I don't think... Uh, they've never seen that. What the fuck? <laughs> so, thanks for watching. I mean, that's... <laughs> It's like you wouldn't come to the phone. I, I don't know if they ever fucking watched the, the Pete Holmes show. No, I don't think they. They saw the one that they were in the audience for, where they where my dad yelled out to Rob Cordry. Oh no, yeah. I, I was I was even I was talking about my parents. Oh, your parents. but yeah, but fucking of course. Like I stopped I stopped notifying my family when I was when I'm going to be in Conan sketches. That's right. It's like what the fuck do they care? I. Yes, there's a slight passive-aggressive thing that I do, too, where I'm like, I don't want you to be like, I liked you on Conan. My mom will be like, you looked a little heavy or something. I'm like, come on. Got to say something, right? Yeah, they got to say So uh, I go, thanks for watching. Dad writes, your audience is not old guys like me. So he's kind of conceding. But at the same time, I don't think that Jerry Seinfeld feels that he has to drop F-bombs to be successful or entertaining. And watching, and the then sh- you wrote back, well, fuck him and fuck you too. <laughs> kind of, you'll see. He goes, <laughs> in watching the show, it seems to me that the first three quarters of it was bomb free and then it happens and then it happens. Is that by design? Ryan Gosling? <laughs> I have a bit about fucking yeah, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, but is he saying you bombed? No, no, no. Bomb free F-bomb. Oh, F-bomb. Oh. Is- you know, the first half, you were funny. It's so funny. God. Then he goes... Is this all a warm-up for the sitcom? That's what he calls crashing. I am your biggest supporter and always will be loved at. Okay, so my therapy has me going. All right. Don't go to the hardware store for milk, that sort of thing. (laughs) Yeah. And it's also kind of like it must be weird. See, And I actually get to that. I'm just going to say what I replied. I'm understanding that he's trying to RSVP to my invitation to enjoy me as a human, Mm -hmm. but he's having a hard time because I'm also his baby boy. So I wrote, I don't fully understand what you're saying, but it's okay, Pop. I'd prefer you keep it to good job. (laughs) And if you have grievances with it, to keep that away from me. And I'm not Jerry Seinfeld. I'm your son, and I have an HBO special. (laughs) So let's just celebrate that, okay? So that was all right. I mean, my God. Like, (laughs) like, Like, you're killing it. Uh, right? <laughs> this is a lot of therapy. This is like... I mean, it's like, how big was that fucking billboard in Times Square? You know? Oh, I, I thought mean, you meant the text. Killer. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my dad sends me a text wall. <laughs> I'm more impressed with my texting abilities. I know. I, it's exciting. It's an exciting time. And that's the yeah. thing is I'm like, you should be excited. You're robbing yourself right. of pride and fun. It should be fun. And then he wrote, I get it. It it your career and you can do what you want. I'm very proud of you, love dad. Thank you, Pop. I love you very much. Now, this being his son, I wait 
Let's see. I wait an hour and a half, same amount of time. And then I wrote, I also want to add that I'm proud of you too, Pop. I know it must be strange to have the boy you used to hoist up on your shoulders grow up to do such unique things. I am grateful to you and mom for your support, your patience, and your understanding. Can you imagine if he put you on his shoulders now? It would be like an accordion. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was, it's like, like the rock falls on Wiley Coyote. <laughs> but it's Boston, so it's, fuck you, fuck you. Duncan Jonas. I can see the effort you're making to love me and be a part of every aspect of my – it gets better – of my life, and it means a lot. Thanks again for the kind words. I'm glad you liked this. Session. Some conversation. I know. But then this is why I'm sharing it with you. Oh, okay. You're right. This is him. Uh, is it the next day? It's the next day. I am here by myself watching your stand-up. He means again. And thinking what an asshole I am. You oh. were great. I think watching it with mom made me uncomfortable. Wow. Sorry. You are right. Sit back and watch your son on, HB- on his HBO special and lighten up. Love, Dad. That's it. Wow. That's it. That's what I'm saying. It's not to brag or, or, or be like, oh, I, we had a good text thing. It's to say that it's taken all this time. Right. Consistently saying things like, the time where you parent me is over. Please be my friend. Please join me in this phase of my life. Over and 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 over. Finally, you get someone going like, you're right. I watched it with... Your mom and another couple from from Grace, <laughs> and you don't want your your son saying "motherfucker" in front of fucking Gail and your and my mother. Well, that's Gail's fucking problem. That's very true. That's right. If you if you I, we want to get to a point, I guess, where we're loving and inclusive and honest, right, and right. open, and tell people, "Hey, I don't like it when you say this, or it makes me feel this way when you say this." And some understanding. But also there has to be a healthy amount. And this is what people mean by boundaries where it's like if you don't like it, that's that's your problem. Right. Then that <laughs> – yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's – because you have to know where you end and the other person begins. And it's – anything anyone says is – it even if they're talking about you, yeah. they're not telling you about you. They are telling you about it's a pre- them. That's right. What did I reflect – the people that bother me the most, yeah. if I see someone on a date and the woman has her phone out and I'm like, this happened recently. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just want to take the phone and throw it in the ocean. Why am I so mad at her? It's because I probably want to kind of look at my phone on this right. date. You know what I mean? Yep. If you have a problem, it's your problem. It, 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 that's just it. <laughs> you have a problem. You have a problem. Yeah. Fix it. It's your problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a real problem with that. I bet you do. <laughs> Nothing I can do about it. <laughs> but that's why, and it sounds like you're doing this beautiful work, and I'm so glad, and you have been, mm. but you're like kind of doubling down or going into a new gear of figuring out what we do for ourselves and to improve ourselves is for Jack, is for Glennis, mm. is for your friends, is mm. for your family. Yeah. Look at something you did for yourself going into the program or whatever it is you're going to do. Yeah. And now you're talking to your sister? I mean, good. You couldn't yeah. have just, you know, been like, hey, I want to talk to my fucking sister. It took these grand gestures. It took these truthful things. Well, and it, then it, it follows like, Yeah, in addition to getting to know myself, it does sound very rewarding to actually get to know my family. Right? You know. 
And then everything people tell me, they're like, oh, they'll be gone. They'll be gone one day. Yeah. And you'll, be, you'll wish you had your, your, your fucking father. Right. People at Dunkin' Donuts say that to me. Keep this one around, Peter. <laughs> and they're right. Keep this one around. They're like, this is That's a good amazing. guy right here, Peter. Don't murder your father, Peter. Wasn't gonna. Hey, don't murder your father. <laughs> How's it been uh, getting off the stuff? I'm so stubborn that uh, it's like, you know, if my attitude before was, well, fuck it. Now I'm like, well, fuck that. Yeah. Uh, The only times... You're using your bullheadedness. Right. So, I mean, being at shows, getting drink tickets, uh, you know, being around people smoking pot, it's not a temptation. I've found it's it's the moments alone uh, of, of... First of all, just re-educating my routine of like, you know, well, I'm kind of bored. I got nothing to do. Then I'm like, oh, I should go smoke pot, you know. And it's like, well, no, that's, that's, you know, I'm getting ready to walk the dog. I'm like, oh, what what, what am I missing? Oh, that's right. I'm not fucked up. Right. But I mean, even small things. It's a Bill Burr bit where he's like, you realize how long the goddamn day is. You're like, shit. Because drinking is like time travel, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you can travel right to the end. <laughs> you know what it was? I was watching uh, that new Star Trek movie, uh, and at one point, uh, Doctor McCoy and Captain Kirk are drinking whiskey, and it was like, I was like, God, that looks good. Mm. I'd love to have a whiskey with them right now. You know, it's like that was the insanity, yeah, starting to justify it in my head. Um, well, it is. It's conditioning. It goes, look, well, yeah. whiskey means good heart-to-heart talks. Right. When the truth is... And it burns. Being... And so, but, I mean, it's just so... Whis- I mean, like, now I'm just going to sound like, you know, the drunk that I am. But I'm just... It's Whiskey is so good. It's so yummy. Or you like it. I thought you were about to be like, it Fucking burns and I it. hate it. No, it burns and I love it. Oh, my God. See, it's, uh, that's a weird thing, too, about, like, being back on cigarettes. Because uh, it's like it's not as satisfying as as pot like that like that thicker smoke going in and then like blowing like and like I never like vaporizers like I'm like I love sparking it and like breathing it all in and blowing it all out and feeling it just char my throat. I and do. Just, a, mm. I have. Uh, I'm not going to treat you differently because you're sober. So I'm just going to tell this story. No, I have a because you smoked me up for the first time, one of the first times. Right, right, right. And I remember I was like. Uh, I, I keep feeling like there's someone to my left, <laughs> and you are—you were such a good Sherpa, and you just went, "That's normal." Yeah, <laughs> yeah he'll be there the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> That's normal, Peter. That's I mean, I, I think about that. I think about you know, because we are just—we're on a frequency, you know, as people with our minds, you yep. know, radio and, head. Yeah, and it's like I—I I don't. I, I, you know, I, it's it's like I, like I've been thinking a lot about. It's odd. I mean, it's the time of the year, but it's also I've just been thinking a lot about the um, yes, Virginia. There is a Santa Claus, and if you've ever read that entire uh, response the guy wrote, it's just what it's, is it? Don't you know that uh, in like nineteen hundred or something, a little girl wrote uh, a little girl named Virginia wrote uh, to the newspaper. I believe the New York Sun. I want to say. Uh-huh. 
and asked, uh, is there really a Santa Claus? My brother says that there is, and it's just our parents. And uh, the guy's response was, yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. You know, how dreary would the world be if there wasn't? You know, just because you don't see fairies flying around in your front lawn doesn't mean that they're not there. Mm. And it's just like just about the magic and the beauty of the world. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> I didn't even want to bring that up. But, I mean, it, it's it's just <laughs> I've been style. thinking more about the idea of like – being on drugs, being on hallucinogens or whatever, and just like, you know, people will refer to, uh, you know, uh, addiction as a demon or, you know, it's just it's just our our pea brains are trying to rationalize and understand everything. You know, even just the concept of God or a higher power or the universe or whatever it is. Or Santa Claus. Or Santa Claus. You know, it's like it's 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 just – that spirit of giving and joy and togetherness and, and that, warmth. And that which is essential is unseen. That's what Joseph Campbell mm. says about Fucking Santa a. Claus. You Fucking don't a. see it, but it's the most important thing. Right. You know, it's it's just this idea of, you know, it's we know electricity's there, but it's like right. we just accept it. You know, right. it's like – so I've thought a lot about uh, even just, you know, because like say like, you know, doing mushrooms, it's like – I'm not so convinced that those things aren't there. It's just we. It's well, this it's, is Terrence McGinnis. We only see yeah. a fraction of what is, and it's and it's it's tuning between the stations. That's right. You know, I'm I'm with you. Yeah, that stuff. Everything is a metaphor, and yeah. mushrooms takes you from like that tree looks kind of like a witch to that tree is a witch, and that's right. what a metaphor is. A tree is a witch. So now we're living in that space of uncommunicable things. But we're always living in that space. Right. We've just kind of sanded it out and normalized it so much. But it's, it, those things can help, I suppose. Is that Was that your point? Is that mushrooms helped or are we anti you know, I don't even really remember what my point was. Is but, it? I mean, it was like, um, I don't know. We don't see everything that's going on. And we think of alcohol as a demon. I was going to say that because it's a thief. It steals from us. It lies to us. Cunning, baffling, powerful. Is that what they call it? It's it's something that I've heard said, yeah. I it's it's I mean you saying that I'm a piece of shit, that's a lie. Like I like Well that's that's that is how my disease works. It is like I, I, I hate myself and I think I'm the most important thing. I don't you know. understand. I never knew you as a self-hater. That's not to say like I'm changing my file on you. I thought you were uh Well I don't, I don't, well I I I don't I don't but but well it's but I also fucking love myself. Right. Like, like. Clearly, it's all there. It's all there. But maybe there's more of that than I knew about. Well, it's just, um, you know, because I mean, the map that, like, yeah. To, oh, go ahead. Well, I, it, it, I was. Um, here's a good example. I was talking to a uh, homeless girl, and uh, she was just kind of, uh, like, just unloading, you know. And it's like I was like, I'll, I'll you know, I'll listen, because clearly that's all she needs right now. Right. And um, she's talking about you know her disease, and she's talking about uh, being a rageful and a rageaholic, and you know, uh, and then she's just like this and this and this, and then this guy said this and this guy, and then blah 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 blah. And then she goes, she goes, you seem so calm and together, and I go, darling. I literally punched a wall on my way out of the apartment before I came here. Wow. You know? Yeah. It's the duck thing. And then she hugged me, you know, and then it was just like, she's like, oh, I love you. Hmm. You know, because, yeah, 
You, know? Have you heard the duck thing? They seem so calm on the water, but the feet exactly. Are going, <laughs> duck on the water. Oh, duck this, under the water. This one's real. <laughs> One of the ducks is real. One of the ducks is real. <laughs> it's an old bit Matt and I had about this is a, Scarface. We still haven't produced this sketch yet. We will someday. Scarface in that giant tub surrounded <laughs> by rubber duckies. And then there's one dead goose in the, <laughs> in the water with him. And he's like, one of the ducks is real. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> That's it. it was this one. It was this one the whole time. One of the ducks <coughs> was real. <laughs> it's dead. <laughs> it was real. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God. So I get yeah, anger and and relating and yeah. So I mean, I'm 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 at the point now where I'm just trying to work through, you know, resentment and figure all that out. You know, uh, yeah. It's just uh, it's a miracle, and I see it every single day, and I um, I feel, you know, whatever you want to call. I I was raised Irish Catholic, so I call it God. Uh, you know, and I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I don't know. What do you so you feel God every day? You feel a little I feel Rhode uh, Island reference coming at you. You feel some providence here? <laughs> I feel some providence. I I feel hope. Yeah. And that is the state motto of Rhode Island. Is that right? Hope. Wow. Yeah. Um I am constantly being reminded that I'm 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 doing the right thing and I'm in the right place. Um, I, I'll, I'll be, I, you know, yeah. I, I wasn't even going to go into this, but I mean, it was, um, I went looking for help on Thanksgiving, uh, and, uh, I, uh, I, I, somebody said, well, there's a church over on such and such. And so I went and I went into the wrong church, <laughs> <laughs> but it turned out to be the exact right one. I sat through an entire Catholic mass for the first time in years. And uh, <clears throat> I kept waiting for something to happen. I kept waiting for a sign. I kept waiting for the priest to say something. You know, I'm like hanging on every word. I'm like listening to the songs. I'm looking at the stations of the cross. I'm just like some anything. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I started getting bored, like I always do, sitting in church and um, <laughs> and um, trying to stay sober. I'm going to go to a three hour mass. Yeah, going to go watch these assholes drink wine. <laughs> Jesus took the cup. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. Um, so then they start doing the uh, the Feast of the Eucharist, and I'm like, well, that's it for me. I'm... So I go to the back, and, I, and then I'm just hanging around looking at the bulletin board and the pamphlets and stuff, and I'm like, what? you know, maybe maybe there's something here, and I missed it, and whatever. And by that point, the mass ended, and the priests come back down. And there were two of them, and one of them kind of broke off, and he comes over to me, and he wishes me a happy Thanksgiving, and I said the same to him. And then um, I could see he was kind of hanging around, like like he was like looking at the pamphlets and stuff. And I'm like, fuck this guy looking at these pamphlets for? He's the one who fucking put them there, you know? Uh, one's called Meet Our Pamphlets. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just brushing up on the basics. So uh, so I go back to him, and I'm like, uh, hey, I'm uh, I'm getting sober today. Uh, is there like a thing here that I can go to or like in the basement or whatever? And he's like, no, no, but uh, I'm sober. And I just couldn't, it's like I went there looking for help and I asked the priest to help me and I found a fucking sober priest. Uh, 
Mm. And he's like, just go down around the corner. There's a place. And then I went there. And then, you know, it's, mm. it's going from there. I mean, it's like, that's how is that not God saving my life? Yeah. You know, because it's like I surrendered to his will. And like, because my ideas don't work, mm. you know. Uh, and so it was just you steering the car into oncoming traffic like yeah you know that's that's that was my idea yeah, yeah i was yeah. like wow those lights are pretty it seems right. like it's a lot of fun over there maybe we should give the position to someone else yeah the head of the corporation yeah. i mean that's what that's what it is somebody said to me they were like well the difference between me and god is that god doesn't think he's me and i was like fuck Fucking tattoo that on my forehead. You can't unscrew. Oh, you can't <laughs> unscrew the lady. God doesn't think he's me. Yeah, I think mm. about this all the time. It's like, especially these days, we're tempted more than ever. I think to just be the monkeys in the cages pushing the reward button. If it's a drink, yeah. if it's what, weed, I, I'm glad right. weed is legal. I think the war on drugs is, is you know, it's it's a complete a shit farce, storm. Yeah, but I'm saying it, it, I can be tempted to go. It's Tuesday and I don't have anything. Let's drink and let's eat. Right. And then they'll bring food to my house. Right. And then they'll bring every movie and every song right. and every TV show. And yeah. I'll just never leave. And I was like, oh, shit. My therapist, Dr. Gary Penn, whose book is available now, he was like, when we don't do things just because we don't want to, he's like, you almost become – he likes to talk this way. He's like, you almost become a bitch to yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like wow. you're just you're just being a bad parent to yourself. <laughs> You're just going like, you earned it, Petey. You know what I mean? That voice that well, goes like, yeah. you can have it. That's what... Uh, <laughs> it's, it's like loving you in the wrong way. Right. Spoiling. And guys like us, are, we're, we're the age where we start going like, shit, we have bad ideas for mm-hmm. us yeah. too. Yeah. And having... Like you're saying, God having this role in this makes perfect sense to me. That's the first place I would go, obviously. Uh, it's it's just – it's – there really isn't accidents or coincidence or – you know, it's just like it's – you know, it's just – it's – You feel like your life is kind of unfolding the way it ought to? I mean it seems to me that way. I suppose so. I, I don't – well, that's just it. As I don't I – don't, I don't have the audacity anymore to – pretend like i understand mm. you know and that is such a relief mm. that is such a weight lifted of just yeah, i'm so proud of you man thank you <laughs> i love you i love you Petey. i'm sorry i'm sick i'd be no. slobbering on you like <laughs> beethoven i mean it's, the composer <laughs> I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm so proud of you this is such good stuff yeah so i just need to you know i'm 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 sober and i'm sober today and 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 that's all i can do right now i'm just trying to work on you know just my fucked up way of thinking and and trying to get healthy and through that and not you know replace the alcohol in the pot with something else or just that addictive personality or getting high off of whatever or you know well the same trying not to use not use people not use anything substance yeah. i mean it was, on youtube it's amazing i used to watch it all the time uh, uh, craig ferguson has uh either a monologue or a desk piece where he he talks about his sobriety i saw that with Lindsay lohan uh, that's right. About that's Lynn. right. That's exactly right. right. That's what it is. And he's like, "What the fuck are you doing? You, this isn't your entertainment." Yeah, yeah. And then, it, but the thing that always keeps ringing through my—it's so funny. Like I've been listening to so much more, like Mike Doty and Warren Zevon, and I always thought it was just a weird coincidence. All my heroes were these sober guys, hmm. you know, Bill Hicks, Bill fucking Hicks, man. 
when you said I'm going to be a better comedian, I was like, it's every comedian yeah. that goes through their golden yeah. time when they're sober. Yeah. It's every single one of them. I know. What are we doing? Playing with a handicap. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the two things I've been hanging on to are uh, uh, well, the three things, really. Like Warren Zevon said, uh, I'd rather feel bad than feel nothing at all. Hmm. I'm like, fuck. Mike Doty has a, a lyric where he's like, uh, I must have more thoughts than this. That's like, right. Fuck. Like you're just at the surface of yeah. your thoughts. But then at that, that Craig Ferguson thing, he's like, I, I didn't have a th- drinking problem. I had a thinking problem. Mm. I just never heard it put like that before. And I was like, you know, and now I realize it's just, you know, why I hung on to those things. Why? Right. What we eat, what we drink, and what we think. <sighs> yeah. I think the what we think thing is a... And it's, you were programmed once by yourself, by your environment, by whatever... And you can genetics, do it again. Yeah. And, yeah. and genetics, and you can do it again. It's an interesting thing. Mm. Huh. Well, let's go out and celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It is, it's Christmas. Oh, it's, yeah, well, we talked a while. Is there any, I mean, we could talk about a million things. Yeah, we could do this every day. I know, we could do it every day. We could do or or day. we can wait another four years. <laughs> We should do it again. It makes me happy. Well, it's, you know, it, it was, it's, we have a long, complicated relationship. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that we're sitting here doing this. Me too. I'm glad you wanted to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. We could talk about the, I don't know if we want to, it's a whole other can of worms it's a whole to talk about the, <laughs> the, the talk show stuff. It was, it was, it was, uh. I had some learning to do we all through my friends, and it happened with you, and then it happened again with Joe. It was yeah. different, but yeah, no, I know. That it's funny when you when you talk about <clears throat> pleasing people, and I, I realized that that was a big problem for me. Was I would tell people things right to make them happy, right. and sometimes not follow through with them, and I was like, shit. Wow. Yeah. It was like well intentioned buffoonery that I'm still sorry about, but I'm glad we're. Uh, it's. <laughs> It, it it all it is is just what happened, and it's yeah. not anything more than that, you know. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's uh, God. If we, it, I don't know, I'm thinking about the night where we finally talked after a long time. Yeah, and around, I it was around this time of year at the end of 2014. It was close got, to Christmas. We, we got shit house. God, we must have drank a bottle of whiskey. We got. Sh- yeah, I think least. maybe each. Each, like I was. As as much as one could carrying you home. I was shithoused. Oh, yeah. Didn't you throw up in the bushes on my street? Yes. <laughs> I mean, we cried, yeah, we cried so much. It was very old school. It was, God. It reminded me of, of my dad. I, don't I know. know. I was just like, this is so weird. It's like, all right, well, let's sit here and... and just... Well, I didn't know we had a problem. Again, we don't have to go. We can talk until we don't want to, but I didn't know we had a problem, but then... Again, Joe, who's a very dear friend of both of us, was like, you need to talk to Matt. I was, like, <laughs> I was talking to McSee. He's not happy about things. Yeah. And I was wrong. It's a, it's, a, it's a terrible feeling when you realize, when you find out that you hurt someone and you didn't know. And that makes it worse. <laughs> like, you were like, I didn't even know. Yeah. Well, it's also, but that's on me, too. But it's, you know what? Alcohol has a hand in it. 
Because uh, the no night, doubt. the night as I remember it, mm-hmm. just so people aren't like, what the fuck are they talking about? Right. The night that I remember was we. It was the college humor party or something at the Gramercy. It was uh, college humor live. We did a live the Batman, Batman sketch. Yeah. yeah, and that night, so the talk show was coming out. Right, and this was a lesson. And I don't know if I told you this, but like Zach Sherwin, for example, got a taste of this as well. Mm-hmm. He didn't end up publicly having a problem with me or, or personally. Uh, but like I get in these manic states yeah. where – and that's not an excuse. It's just what happens. I get very excited about what's going on and then I want to go around like a Santa Claus and make everyone's dreams come true. So I'd be like, oh my god, Zach Sherwin would be a great band for the Pete Holmes show. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I, I te- Valerie who lives with me. Knows this. I go, I'm being manic right now. You need, like, we just need to acknowledge it and let it burn off. But sometimes I wasn't with Valerie and I'd call Zach Sherwin and be like, I just have the best idea. You're, you're funny and you're a good band. It's interesting and we got to do it. Right. Never happened. Never happened. Right. Why? And we talked about this. 500 meetings about budget and there's just no discussion of a band. Right. So – but there's still a mistake was made. I shouldn't have said to Zach, you should be our band leader until mm. – this is what Joe and I laughed about because a similar thing happened with Joe where it was like our favorite movie is Glengarry Glen Ross and Pacino's point in that movie is you never open your mouth mm-hmm. until you know what the shot is. Mm-hmm. And I've since then done a lot of interviews where they're like, what's the biggest thing you've learned about show business? And I go, keep your mouth shut until you're sure. Because you're dealing with a lot of lives and people and things. Not to say that that's the reduction of everything we went through. No. But that night, we were both drunk, and I was like, it's like, it's like the front page film show. Right. It's like, man, you have a show. Because right. I wanted to make you happy. And, I, and what the, why didn't I just sit on it? You know what I mean? I don't know. Fucking stupid. I don't know. Because it's a certain sort of... Ego, powerful. I felt powerful. I was like, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. And it's like, I show. And then it it didn't end up being that way. Of course, from my perspective, I'm just fighting to do whatever I can to stay sure. alive. But then here's my friend on the sidelines going like, hey, fuck you. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 there's so much that we could talk about. <laughs> but I mean, it's just like I remember uh, the, the thing that comes to mind was I remember showing up for the show taping that wasn't happening. Yeah. And uh, I think about that like forgetting picking up my son from soccer. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> wow. we fucked up. Yeah. That was that was and then I who was Annie was there and uh just walking into an empty TV studio. I, it was the, there was no lights on. There was nobody. Yeah. You know. Uh, it's amazing that the door was open or or no maybe my 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 badge Keep must your have keyword. Yeah. But I mean I was just like I was like, oh, wow, I'm I'm not a part of this. Right. Right. Just such a shitty thing. Uh, you know, I mean, it was, just, uh, we were, I mean, it's so funny. It's only a couple of years ago, but I was about to say we were kids. I know. Yeah. We were showbiz kids, though. And I appreciate you giving me that way out. I've been, since that conversation, well, funny. trying to own, sure. just being like, no, I should have looked out for my friend more. I should but, have been more honest. Right. I should have told you, Maddie, I, I'm trying. I, I'm, I'm scared. You know what I mean? But I mean, instead, just, I'm just in my office and you yeah. have to guess what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever I was doing. It's funny. I remember uh, that night we got together and, and finally talked about everything. Yeah. Everything. And we drank all that booze. That was literally the first time I ever thought about you. 
mm. because it, it finally dawned on me. I was like, oh, I have never even once even fleetingly considered what this ex- that, what that experience must have been like for Pete. Right. And it was like, you know, we, we got together and I was like, okay, well, you know, if you want to fucking get together and I'll, I'll just list off all the shitty things you've ever done to me, then I, I will. I could find that text and I was like, let's do it. Yeah. Like, I just wanted to see you. Right. And you're like, you understand I'm going to talk to you for an hour and a half about what an asshole you are. And I was like, uh, is eight good? <laughs> <laughs> all right. <coughs> but, Mess but, hall. See you there. But we had to at some point go like – a one-sided thing has an ability, and this is not to get me off the hook. No. This is to say, no. when I'm not part of the discussion, it, it can become like a, and then this, and then this, and then this, and you string those things together, and I look like a real insane person. Where it was much more like a drunk dad, like a thoughtless, like the right. worst thing is I'm not even thinking about this. It's so, well, it's embarrassing. It's just, well, we're, we're, I know I'm very selfish. And I and, certainly am too. It, it, yeah. Well, I mean, then there you go. It's just we're we're two selfish people. Well, you know what I remember from that talk? <laughs> Tell me. There were so many times that I had to just eat the shit. You would give me a little slider, and I'd go, "There's nothing I can say." Yeah. Uh, and one of them was, you were like, "Do you remember when we were roommates? You came home from a set at Sweet, yep. and you said." Hey, that story you told me got a really big laugh. Yeah, you're like, wow, your Africa story kills. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're like, you, your story about like watching the monkey jerk, jerk off, off and in, then in Kenya it. and eat it. Yeah. It's like, that just killed. It's sweet. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, what are you talking like, about? Like, I started doing that. Like, that's the whole reason that that is even was in my act. Yeah. Because I was like. Because I did it. Because I had. <laughs> yeah. I tried it first. But the reason that story to me is kind of the summation of all of it is, not all of it, is, it, is an important piece of it. Was first of all, it wasn't on my set list. You know, you know that. Oh, 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 yeah, I wasn't like I'm going to tell Matt's story. Something came up in a riff with the audience, with myself, whatever. Sure. And then I go, it's like jerking off, and the monkey in, and it eats it. I don't even know if I said my friend Matt or whatever, but I well, told yeah, your story. Yeah. But then the guilelessness, the sort of, again, not to be pardoned, but it was completely like, oh no, it's a funny story, and I'm up there being funny. Why wouldn't I say it? Right. It's completely guile. It was not malicious, and that's why I told you about it. Well, yeah. But it but speaks it, to that sort of up my own ass right. so far. And thought thinking of you as someone who just kind of says funny things, it was me not thinking of you as a comedian. The, the respectful thing would go, Matt, that story's hilarious. you got to tell it. The using people way is go, oh, I thought of it on stage and I just said it. Right. Well, no, I <laughs> – it's insane. It's, it's it's funny. You're reminding me when we talked. I remember saying to you, like, when we were roommates, you asked me, are you going to use that more than you asked me, how you doing? That's really funny. And we, I think we both did in that conversation, did a good job remembering. Good job. <laughs> good job. Good job. Doing a good job remembering just how scary and desperate it is when you're starting out in stand-up, when yeah. we're just two knuckleheads yeah. in stand-up. And now we have the leisure to go to lunch, say something funny, and neither of us write it down. But when you're in the mm-hmm. beginning, in the the apocalypse, the post-apocalyptic yeah. setting of open micing and trying to make it. Even just like if you had a bit just about Britney Spears and you heard somebody else talking about Britney, you're like, I do, I do Britney Spears. You yeah. can't talk about it. Yeah, that's right. 
That's right. It so, was insane. Similarly, when you get a talk show, you're in a similar scared money situation I'm and sure you start not looking after a friend and next thing you know, no one told Matt that we're not shooting that day and you walk in and you feel like maybe you felt like the kid that didn't get picked up from soccer and it's a terrible thing. Well, it 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 it, it confirmed all my Worst fears, I guess. It made you feel unloved. That's the other part I, I mean, remember is I reached over and I said, Matt, I made you feel un- unloved and I love you so This is when we both started crying. Yeah. We ordered more whiskey. I mean, it was <laughs> it was really like – it was like uh, my – it's it, – I mean, it comes from, I, I think, being the youngest and being, you know, made to feel like uh, – you know, I'm not trying to get into self-pity or any of that shit, but it's just like I think the worst feeling in the world. Is feeling left out. Yes. And it's a disrespectful feeling. And guys like you. Well, it's just, it's a feeling of worthlessness. Hmm. You know? Right. I don't know. Well, the warm, when I say guys like you, yeah. I mean. Alcoholics. <laughs> no, I mean warm. Steve Agee used the term ham and egger, just like good guys. Mm-hmm. You can abuse them. And guys. Yeah. Uh, Certainly, the, the the whole talk show wasn't like a nightmare, top to bottom. But there were these parts where it was like, "Oh shit, I I let it get away from me. I took it for granted. No matter what, Maddie will be happy and fine." Yeah. Orn and I used to joke that Matt Matt's replies to all the emails would always just be "Love it." Remember? Mm-hmm. Would be like, "We want to do this uh, video, love it," or whatever, and mm-hmm. we, and that. So you just go, "Matt's good." Right. Let's not worry about Matt. Right. And then people are going like this, this, this. You start to believe that you're important and your name's on the, the board and you're like, oh, and next thing you know, your friend's heart is broken. And it all started with that college humor. This is our show. Me wanting to please you like with Zach. You're going to be the band guy. And then later, I don't think you'd mind me saying with Joe being like, Joe, I'm going to do this, this. And I, with Joe, it's a little bit different because I, I don't even want to get into it. No, I know, I know. But it was all like, Pete, calm down and don't promise things. And, and Not even in a withholding way, just, just relax <laughs> and, right. and be a person. And these were all lessons that we had to right. learn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's believe me, I'm, I'm so happy that it all happened, you know. Me too. You kidding? That was great. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Good job as a reference to Matt in prison. And I was drawing on the glass in between us. I'm his lawyer. And I drew a dick on the guy. A dick on a a Jamaican guy, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were were like drawing. uh, You were like, no, you're not in prison. You're on a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, look, there's a guy. There's a guy. Maybe it was you. And then this this Jamaican woman uh, jerks you off. And then you come and I go, good job. Good job. Good job. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. That's kind of like the, the the brief version of it. But, I mean, we've been talking for a while. Katie's dog died. Katie's dog <laughs> is dead. No, there's no dead dogs. What do you think the main, main lesson is? I'm saying that I should have been more prudent and more thoughtful and more outward thinking. Um, not at my own ass. Yeah, I just think the whole thing was a, and uh, I'm not coming at you with this, but I, I think the whole thing was a lesson in hubris. Yeah, you know, that's that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I yeah. think I'm agreeing with you. Um, it, when you say used people, it's like I think I used you. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what I apologize for. I know you have this great guy, 
who's killing it in everything yeah. you do. And it's a shitty yeah. well, thing was, to go, ah, he'll always be there. He's fine. Yeah, it was so weird because like that <laughs> – Instead that, of – That like know. first season or whatever the – it wasn't the first season. It was the – whatever. I never understood that either. Because like the second season was the first season. I don't get it. At, whatever. TBS is not aware that we had a show. So no one can clear this up for Right. <laughs> I remember somebody saying that to me. They're like, this is so weird. There are no shows where, like, people from the network just don't come to these tapings. That's so funny. It's like, you don't see this. Yeah. You know, the first, the pilot, when it aired, right. was unbleeped. That's hilarious. I'm like, did anyone watch it? We wow. said fuck, like, 30 times. That's hilarious. In the monologue. Fuck, 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 fuck. It aired that way. And <laughs> because... no one in the audience complained. <laughs> No one noticed. Fucking wow. <clears throat> then they started at least censoring them. <laughs> I'm not making fun of TBS. I'm just saying that was a boner they pulled the, for the pilot. What was I saying? Oh, oh, oh. It was so strange, like that first season where it was like I had a desk, but I didn't have a writing job. Right. And it was like, yeah, you can come on in and pitch ideas. And, so, and I'm like, why the fuck would I do that? Right. You know, like, like that, that was like the first thing where I was like, fuck you. Like that's. And then I remember I said on my side, I was like, well, we need to pay Matt weekly. Like we need to give him a position. So we're like, we call him the resident actor. Uh, No, that's, that doesn't exist. We'll make him a writer. He'll be in the guild. He'll get a check. He'll get health insurance. But to you, you just get a nebulous, (laughs) unexplained position. Like you can just hang out with us. Right. Yeah. Which, which is not good. That's the other thing that I keep learning is like people need to know what they're doing, what they're supposed to do, what's expected of them, yeah. what we want them to do, how they're doing. It's all this like office management stuff that what? I'm your weird roommate. <laughs> right. You know, used to say, could you please not smoke until I'm awake because the smell wakes me up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, I remember that. And you would. And I would. <laughs> I appreciated that. But I'm just saying I didn't go to uh, Drake. <laughs> no, I know. I know. Oh, that's not just, to let no, me no, the no, 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 no. I'm I, just saying here's no. how we get to the guy that's like, I don't know, make him a writer. That's money. Right. And I was like <laughs> – and, and I was really good at that. You know? Yeah. I still am. You yeah, know? of it's, course you it's, are. Um, it was one of those things too where I like I, I talked to Nick Bernstein after all that shit went down and – we had a long conversation and I remember him saying to me like 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 my first week there as an official writer there every day writing he was like oh Matt can do this Matt's really good at this <laughs> yeah what the fuck was going on yeah I don't I know. know I know it was a weird thing and you know like kind of like your one-sided narrative of my behavior mm. got worse and worse. Mm. My unchecked with Matt narrative yeah. also got further and further from the truth because it was convenient. In my case, I was like, he's fine. It's right, fine. Right. When in reality, running an organization like that, there should have been like weekly check-ins with everybody. You yeah. know what I mean? But instead it was like, I don't know, I was doing yoga or something. <laughs> I don't know. It makes me think of um, – uh, Tony Orlando told a story once on maybe his Behind the Music or something, or I don't know what the fuck. <clears throat> but he said that his show, and he had a variety show uh, in the same building. His studio was across the hall from Carol Burnett's show. Uh-huh. 
and he was like he was trying to do everything on his show and, and it was killing him hmm. and it was and the show was suffering because of it you know and then he would see carol and she looked great she was always in a good mood you know her show was the best show that they, they've ever done like right. like that right and he asked her how do you do it and she goes i don't try to do everything myself She's like, I've surrounded myself with brilliant people and I rely on them. And that's interesting. Well, it is. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, the day is going to come and it's already coming where it's like people are going to, it's kind of like the Dana Carvey show. I'm not saying that's what happened on that show, but I'm saying like, you look at the list of writers on the Dana Carvey show and you're like, oh my God, how did this show not? Steve Carell's the waiter? What? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like, you're going to look at that list of writers that were on the Pete Holmes show and people are going to be like, this is like a dream team. I know. I know. Yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, not just the writers, too. I mean, everyone involved in that production were some of the most talented people I've ever met in my life. Mike I Kaplan know. is the man. I know. He fucking get anything done. Producer, yeah. Oh, my fucking God. So wonderful. Everybody yeah. was. Angela, we had a great team. Oh, yeah. It was really, you're absolutely right. And that is something that is, again, I thought that Carol Burnett story was going a different place because the, the narrative that I was kind of, that I bought into, mm-hmm. uh, but was told about, was everyone's here to protect you. All you do is think about the show. Mm. All, and this isn't – Conan didn't say that, but he did say, everyone's there to build a playground and your job is to go out and play on it. Yeah. And, he, and he's like, if you're worried about this or this or this, if you're stressed about this, you can't do it. So you need to be protected. And again, this sounds – I think you know that I'm not making excuses. That was my side, that over those drinks I was kind of like – you need to know I'm trying to stay silly while I'm also anxious or this or whatever it might be or blah, 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 blah. But uh, that lesson is one that I'm still trying to learn. How do you get something that's your baby and go, all right, let's, uh, let, let's let this guy do it. When we're stand-ups. No doubt. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. can I write some material mm. for you? It's like, what? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But again, it's almost like everybody should get a one-week – Crash course in office politics, management, team building, all that stuff. And we all had fantasies and good intentions of doing that. Oh, we're going to yeah. get all the writers. We're going to go up to a retreat. We're going to team build and fucking – right. and next thing you know, it's the pilot. And I've said fuck five times and it went out that way. <laughs> so funny. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more, that we are just comedians. Mm-hmm. And then it's like we're swimmers and next thing we know, we're building a boat. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. Right. Right. But more yeah. important is, is that I'm glad that we talked about it and continue to talk about it. Because one of the things that, that broke my heart was you were – I don't know why I'm saying this. Say it. But you were like uh, – it really bothered me. I was plagued. I'm not saying this so you feel bad. Mm-hmm. You did the right thing. Truth mm. is good and you were very compassionate and kind and patient. But for weeks after that – Talk to Valerie. I mean, I was just like, I think I'm a bad person. I think I'm a bad person. Like, it, it took a lot of digesting. Because one of the things that stuck with me was, I was like, I want to be friends again. Like, yeah. I want to get over this. Yeah. And he said, we can be friends again. I don't think we'll be roommates again, if you know what I mean. Hmm. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I forgot I said that. Ugh. Yeah. I'm only saying if, well, it's. I'm just, not saying, hey, you hurt my feelings. I'm saying, yeah. I knew what you meant. And I was like, I don't want to lose yeah. my roommate. You know, right. your, your roommates. I know. It's a special bond. Yeah. At that time, 
Last time you did this podcast, you found a picture of my ex-wife. Yeah, I found it in a book. <laughs> my bookshelf fell down, and that picture came flying uh, out. And I was like, who is this woman with Pete? Uh, that's that, I'm like, so that must be funny. his ex. That's so funny. I know. I think, yeah, I remember the photo, I think. It was me on the stairs at a wedding. Something like that. And now I hand you a picture of me with no shirt on. <laughs> the reason I share that thing is that every time we see each other and talk and grow, I remember the first time. Because I'm like, I, we're closer to being roommates. I remember the first time I saw you again after that. You and Val were walking the dog. Yeah. And it was like in front of like Ye Rustic. I was on my way to the drawing room. Yeah. And I was just like, and I felt great because I'd finally gotten it all off my chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I could see the panic that uh, you were I'm trying to hide in your face. So yeah. Funny. And I was like, hey. And I was like, Oh, we'll just talk about the dog. What a dog. Hey, dog. Okay, you got to go. Bye. But don't you see, this is why we should both be proud of ourselves, is this is why people don't unearth feelings. Because next thing you know, you're walking your right. dog and there's Matt. Yeah. And and I'm telling you that I it made me go through a dark night of the soul being like, who am I? What am I doing? What is this? Mm. Even though, yeah, I'm not going to have that pop up. This is why people don't do it. And this is why people don't talk like this. I mean – I just think we should be proud of ourselves. But it, I, I agree. <laughs> what were you going to say? Well, it's just it, – I – but again, is we're, 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 we're always evolving as people, our relationship. Um, and it's – and I can look back even on that night where, you know, we had it out. I, like I, I can see my selfishness even in that. Like I – all I could think about was all, all the things that Pete did to me, hmm. you know, and it's like it's it's it, you 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 you're responsible for fifty percent of a relationship, you know, hmm. and it's like, and it never even dawned on me my actions hmm. or your feelings or your experience, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it's like yes. I said, like when we first sat there, and I was like. How was it for you? Like, I'm like, no, 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 we're going to get into my shit. But I was like, God, I never even, right. I even fucking asked. But then until you're sitting across from the flesh and blo- right. bones, what is, what is the expression? Flesh, flesh blood. and blood person, yeah. it would be like St. Francis levels of compassion to really go like, I'm really hurting. I wonder what it's like for old Petey. You know what I mean? Sure. So yeah. I'm giving you a pass. But it's great. It's good to. It's good to. Well, I mean, it's it it's it's. I'm glad that it all happened the way that it did. You know, it was a it teachable us, moment. Yeah, it got us here, and who knows where we go from here? Exactly. I love you so much. I'm so sorry I used you, and you're so good. <laughs> <sighs> side hug. Uh, side hug. I love you too, man. I didn't even think we were gonna do it. I mean, I no, I I <laughs> I was I was like driving here. I was like thinking of all the things we're not going to talk about. I'm like, I'll just I'll push the record and we'll just be silly, silly, silly. Yeah. And I was like, we'll just give the kids that. I don't know. I, I think we need talking about our families and stuff. Yeah. Talking about our kids hearing these. I think we need yeah more examples of people while wa- wading through the shit together. Yeah. And going. Yeah, it sucked. It wasn't great. It didn't make me feel good. And then it did. And then it yeah. didn't. And then it did. And yeah. Clear. I mean, it was just, uh, I, you know, 
to your point, I I really want my son to know who I am. Yeah. You know, I haven't read it yet, but Warren Zevon's biography apparently he he said to you know the writer or the ghostwriter whatever it was put everything in there. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. And I and I, I'm maybe I'm projecting, but I feel like he was like I want my son to know who I am yeah. or who I was. Of course, because that's the CD on the cutting board. I know. And the mom saying she's not ready for this. No, dad's saying. Mom, I know dad's mom, saying. Mom never even said shit. Right. That's, that's, uh, there's a certain amount of the human experience that is see me. Please see me. You know what I mean? See me, see me, see me, see me. I mean, that's, yeah, that feels like what, you know, that was, that's, that was my childhood. Right. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Hey, mm. Mr. Z- Mr. S. Hey, Mr. S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Roy. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, you know. Ah, that was good. Ah, we had some good times. I have a a lot of good memories. My favorite days were shooting the sketches. Well, that's... When we did therapy, I was like, this is the happiest I've been. It was... That's the funniest thing, because as soon as we would start... It was back. It was back. That's why I didn't know there was a problem. I (laughs) I was like, everything's great. I looked at it as a week off. It's like, oh, we're doing sketches with Matt this week. I was like, great. Like, it's so week off. Like, I'm sitting there and it would fester, and I'm like, kind of like, I would say things here and there to other people, and just like, fuck it. And then, but like, as as soon as we would be there in it, it was just like, good job, good job. I know. Well, we have a thing. You know, it's similar to my mother, right? These boundaries and this evolution that I've been trying to go through with my mother. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you that it was painful at times. There were t- dark times between she and I where I was trying to be like, see me as a grown-up. I'm not your baby anymore. And it, it, it didn't get nasty, but it got like, mom, I, I fucking hate church. Like stuff like that. Like yeah. we had it out. Yeah. And now I'm so past that where I would – now when I talk about my mom and when I think about my mom and when I talk to my mom, I'm so much more comfortable saying we have something special, mom. We've always been bonded. Like, it was always, for better or worse, you and I felt like old souls that found each other again, and we were friends, and we were parents and child. And it's the same thing with you and I. Not not to the same extreme maternal, patriarchal sort of, you know, statue in my subconscious. Yeah. But even when we were having beef, we, it's not like, there was never even a consideration of like, well, if Matt can't do it, we'll get Timmy Wawa, or whatever. Right. It, was, it was just like, there's no... Every joke, everything that we came out in the Batmans and in the videos right. that we did came from, in some way, our dynamic of me oh, trying definitely. to make you laugh, you having insane amounts of incredulity to that's what I'm saying, sure. and then saying something funnier. It was insane. I mean, that's just it. That's why I, I <laughs> always hated the X-Men sketches. Cause it, you know what actually I, bothers me? Yeah. I'm like, what? I don't know what we were – I, I uh, like them. I, I mean, they're, no, they're very well done, but I mean, it's, it's, it felt, I like, mean, that's, we talked about that back when we lived together about yeah. like that. I was going to be Wolverine, you I were going to be Professor X. And I then, still think about this. Yeah. And then I remember watching them and being like, oh, great. They figured out a way to do Pete and Matt sketches without Matt. Yeah. Shit. We haven't even talked about that. That's a new one for me, but I have considered that, that, that felt like, I remember coming into the office, uh, and, uh, uh, 
Kearns being like, uh, "What if they just play this conversation under season one of the people? <laughs> this, this is the commentary. This is, this is what will happen. This is what will happen. It's not talking about the show. It's just this heavy, serious." I remember party. him being like, uh, "David Kearns being like, uh, the Wolverine sketch has over a million views." Yeah. And I remember being like, "What the fuck do I care?" Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's like finding out your your wife got engaged. <laughs> it's like that's what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this these are the things. These are the times to hold on to. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, it's uh, you were Blanca. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you Blanca. I'm just kidding. I didn't give you anything. Um, we were happy to have you as Blanca. That took three hours. I know. Of uh, of Cat and uh, what's his name painting me. Oh my god! What a ride! It, 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 but you see, the, the X Men thing is a good example of the whole thing. It is. There's a lot of human emotion there. Yeah. And then there's me going, "We have one day to shoot nine sketches." Yeah. Well, they need to be getting their makeup. Well, they, looking back, and George Basil was Wolverine. I'm so glad he was. But there's such I, a brilliant guy. Yeah. I have. And it would have been a different sketch because George. George's George brought that whole like what like yeah that, that's George right. uh, thing to it but tubes yeah. <laughs> glass and tubes metal he did uh, but it's bittersweet no, anyway my point yeah. is yes it made the machine run but we're not Microsoft we can't just. Move souls around. You know what I mean? It's, sure. it's two things happening at the same time. And you can understand the pressure of the one guy and the heartbreak of the other guy. And at the end of the day, we're sitting at this table being like, shit, fuck, life is fucking nuts. Yeah. And I'm sorry and it's weird, but. I mean, may you be blessed with such problems that. <laughs> That's a wonderful problem. That your friend who has a sketch show on TV. But how many. Yes. You know. But how many. Great friendships have you and I seen, and I'm, I feel like this is specifically East Coast, but it's probably not. Mm. That our parents or fa- my father just lost a friendship because they wouldn't have those drinks and they right. wouldn't have this podcast. I don't want to be the old man in Home Alone. That's right. You know? And you know what? I think I said this on the night. I go, Maddie, I'm not having you visit me in the hospital or vice versa and saying, oh my what the fuck yeah. were we so mad about? Yeah, we're not going to be like Robbie and Levon or. Fuck, you know. what were we so mad about? It's today, and I love you today. <laughs> it's a heavy one. Well, you know, it's a weighted blanket. It's uh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, fuck. You feel okay? I feel great. <laughs> I'm 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 sober. I'm I'm present, and I'm um, I don't know. I'm ready to. Uh, to finally be Matt McCarthy. That's great. <laughs> I can't wait to see him in his full glory. Yeah. I'm going to need like those glasses you wear to see an eclipse. <laughs> I'm going to have to look at you yeah. through a hole in a box. <laughs> and I, I couldn't be rooting for that harder, obviously. The day's going to come where they're going to be like, whoa, he used to be Pete sidekick. <laughs> That's funny. I did feel like, like, I, I, I related to Dave Mustaine a lot. 
He's the guy that got kicked out of Metallica and started Megadeth. Oh. Yeah. Because it was like, uh, that's actually the the first episode, the first issue, I call our episodes issues of the We Watch Wrestling podcast. Uh, It opens with Megadeth. Because that was that was uh, summer 2012, as a matter of fact. And what it was... week? <laughs> <laughs> yes! It's all listening. Uh, because that was where my headspace was at. I was like, I, was like, I don't know what's going on with this show. I mean, he said it's going to be the front page film show. He's like, yeah. it's, it's just called the Pete Holmes show. But, you know, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they're shooting stuff right now. Nobody's fucking called me. So I assume somebody's writing stuff. And, you know, so I was like. Feeling mega deathy. I was feeling mega deathy. And I was like, I was like, all right, all right. They can go fucking be Metallica. I'll fucking be mega death then. Mm, Interesting. Yeah. There's audio commentary to the first episode of We Watch Wrestling. (laughs) It's available on iTunes now, right? (laughs) Definitely. And Spotify. You can listen to podcasts on Spotify? We watch wrestlingpodcast.com. You can listen to podcasts on Spotify now. Can you listen to us on Spotify? Those bastards have a hand in everything. I'm just kidding. Why start a beef with Spotify? Spotify. How dare they help us distribute? Spotify. Spotify. Oh, I had one. Did you know the Bible was written by a ghostwriter? <laughs> the Holy Ghostwriter. Okay, come on. It's stupid. They always dumb. Um, how about this podcast? You feel like we can wrap it up? Again, it's one of those things where oh, I, I yeah. just want to f- both I, of I, us I, to much, decide. I don't want to speak for Katie, but we could have wrapped this up a few hours ago. <laughs> when did we start? 11? That was the idea. Three hours. Well, I, I had a feeling that would happen. Maddie, we've said it all. And there's plenty more to say. I know. I'm well, so proud of you. I can't wait to see what this year holds for you. Well, let's do this again this year and let's we'll see what happens. Don't let me forget. I won't. <laughs> I put it. I put it on you. Hey, don't let me forget. Hey, hey uh, book yourself in the show. <laughs> I mean, you did help me remember that. Although to my credit, okay, I was like, "Hey, remind me in, in December." No, and was, then I remembered. No, honestly, because I was, I had said like, "Well, well, let's do this again," you know. And it was, you know. But then when you saw that I was putting out the seven inch yeah. single, yeah. you reached out to me and you said, "Hey, come on the show and promote it." Yeah, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'll gladly tell." Hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. To get the very funny pro wrestling fan. It's limited edition. We only have like 500, so, you know, uh, order it. I mean, it's probably sold out by now. <laughs> That's funny. I'm just trying to encourage urgency. I don't, no, no. I don't know if you can even get it. No, I mean, the, the, the listeners of my show, it's, it's you know. it up. Uh, they've, they've already been, you know, probably, we're probably like. Wait a minute. There's maybe half left. You're going to have to put on second pressing. Which is something that this would do. All right. We're two friends talking. We're not even doing a podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Now it's just... Would you say keep it crispy? I would be honored. Um, I will. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to do the rarely seen no. <laughs> You've done it so many other times. I know. I was trying to think what... Uh, oh, I'll say it. I'll say it. Ah, this, 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 one's, this one's for the, the listeners of the We Watch Wrestling Podcast. I will say it. Like beef stroganoff. Okay. Keep it crispy. <laughs> he was after soda Popinski. <laughs> <laughs> he still got it. Now leaving nerdist.com.